I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. Welcome back to another episode of the Musky Hunks Podcast. <laughs> I'm feeling the energy tonight. I, I just I just looked over and I saw a bunch of smiles, and we don't even have everybody on the call. So I'm one of your, we're just gonna say like six, seven, eight. I lost count. Hosts yeah, we're all this hosts evening. at this point. We're all hosts this evening. I'm one of them, Ryan Reed. And we have Hopefully all the other hunks on the line here tonight, and we have honorary hunks. Just everyone's a hunk tonight. No honorary status. It's all it's all hunks verse. So I guess before we get into our topic tonight, let's see who we have on the call currently. We've got somebody trying to join right now too, but we have on this call Mr. Nick Easler. Easler. Good evening. Glad to be here. Glad to see you guys. Long time no see. Yeah, it's man. nice seeing you in person at, at Musky Max, Nick. Oh, yeah. It was a it was a it was a pleasure. I'm excited. I didn't know if I was ever going to see you again, Nick. You never came and said bye. Uh, you know, he just I disappears. Like to, yeah, I like to slip away into the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did catch him on the way out there. He was like hauling hauling his cooler out, and he's like, "See ya, bye." <laughs> Whatever that was, I don't remember that. It was like, hey, it's like one one thirty. Yeah, yeah. So we also have on the phone tonight. Let's see, I'm gonna jump over to Nate, but 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 Nate Nate Bajuski, Nate Bud. Love the show. He's back again. Just can't. We just keep bringing you back on. Can't quit me. Sorry, fan. He's a fan favorite. We have to keep bringing you back on until we learn how to spell your last name. Nah. Good luck. It took, took me 37 years. <laughs> Where, how long did it take your wife? How long did it take your wife to, to figure that one out? Or did she not change her name? She was just like, fuck it. I'm not she even going to go down there, that route. There, there were lengthy negotiations about what to do with it. But, but she said she can spell it. She's smart. Can I ask you She's a quick it. question? Yeah. Where where are you where are you broadcasting tonight from? It's a little place I call Pan Pan. Back <laughs> at it again. Do we need to preface this by saying Iron City Pan Tan? Yeah, yeah. Iron City Pan Tan. Right, well, I okay. want to I want to know more about the uh, the artwork behind you, the Iron City. Well, is that the top? I don't stuff? know. It's a it's an eleven foot. Iron City banner that appeared in front of my house that is now in my garage in, in Pound Town because my wife won't let me put it on the wall upstairs. <laughs> That's bullshit. I'm wondering if, if we could get that turned into some sort of wrap for the side of the boat. Ooh. I think that'd look good. Ooh. Well, that's, huh? that's a good call. The Iron City Sailor. Yeah. Now our teacher's talking. cut would never look better. Wow. We need to make this happen. Is It's a 16 foot boat, right? Yeah, so we got ponder. eleven foot of it covered. Yeah, it's a ponder. That's a tall boy. <laughs> it's a ponder. Oh God! Well, welcome back, Nate Bud. We're happy to have you. We've got this whole screen is loaded right now, dude. I'm freaking out over here. We also have on the phone tonight. I'm going to jump to Mister T- 
Tom Venata. Hello. Hello. How's everybody? You're not calling from the trout lab? The trout I, farm lab? No, nah, I was just over there. I actually have a mold currently like heating up on the stove, so I have to like go check on it in three minutes, but multitasking you're a, tonight. You're a psycho. You can't take a, you can't take an hour break to podcast with us. You gotta pound worms. There's no out breaks. That. How'd you burn your I, house down while you were podcasting? Well. Making worms. <laughs> Trying to be like Waterwolf Mike. <laughs> Well, good to see you. We also have on the phone tonight, Mr. Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. Good evening, guys. Looking forward to this one. Good evening. You, you're not you're you're wearing a Big O's hoodie, but it's not the new one. Yeah, I decided to to give it a rest here tonight and put something else on. But it's pretty. <laughs> I don't think I've worn another um like another brand other than Big O's in probably four years now. So. When I get home, if, if I'm if I'm not in my suit, I'm in a big O's t-shirt or, or a hoodie. It, so did Mary just like, did she make you burn the hoodies after not washing them for two months? No, actually, no. See, we we're talking about like what to do with all the hoodies. Like I have all, I have like some of the older hoodies and we're trying to decide like, do we retire some of the older ones or do we keep them in the rotation? I don't know. We got to, we haven't made any decisions yet. I feel like you're still like- out stash some at the lake house just have a wardrobe in each each place yeah i mean that's yeah. the, then i then it it always ends up that i think i have something up there when i've brought it home and, and it, anyways it's a, it's a mess yeah we, we also have on the phone tonight mr donnie swank good evening boys good evening crispy nice mike I feel like my uh, internet's lagging here a little bit. So, does it sound all right on your guys' end? Yeah, sounds sounds all right. All right. Yeah, we'll see what happens then. So you were working today, not fishing. I was working. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, I wanted to make sure I was not trout fishing. Sucks to suck. (laughs) I'm going to avoid that. But we have one. We have one other person on the call tonight. And he's back. He's back. He's back. He was here for a little while from the great state of Washington. And now he's back on the podcast. And that's Mr. Ryan Elizondo. Good evening, boys. How are you guys? Long time no see. We're good. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Welcome back. It's nice to have our half Mexican correspondent uh, <laughs> on, on the line here tonight. Uh, I had to cross the border again to get back to Washington. <laughs> what did you have back for like dinner? Never left. What did you have for dinner tonight? Only the best tacos, baby. See, <laughs> on brand, <laughs> on brand. So we've got all of us on the phone here, and we've got all of us for a reason. We've been trying to do this for probably what the last week. So what? Uh, who wants to get into what we're going to talk about tonight? I'll go ahead and say it. We're going to do a little Musky Max recap, and uh, you know, everybody on the line here was instrumental in in the entire musky max weekend so uh you know this is several this is ryan e's first time at musky max this was nate bud's first time being this involved in musky max like seeing kind of the the background stuff um so we're just kind of just going to go through the weekend man like we it it was from my end it was an awesome weekend just spending it with all you guys and and all the listeners because we got so many people that came up to the booth and, you know, spent time. So we'll, we'll get to all that stuff. I kind of want to get into what everyone's 
you know, most memorable moment was and, and things like that. But I kind of want to get started with, you know, Ryan Elizondo wins the award for distance traveled, you know, 100%. You know, he, he, he came to Muskie Max all the way from out there in uh, Washington. And so I wanted to kind of get his uh, thoughts on it. You know, was it, was it all it's cracked up to be, or was this something that, you know, eh, you know, take it or leave it. I'm not going to give it all away. Cause we know we had some fun. That's oh, sure. yeah, a little bit, but I mean, just start from the beginning and working with you guys and making it happen. was awesome. Donnie picking me up from the airport. So, I mean, I had like the VIP service, Ryan talked to uh, Mr. Leo party, got me a pass to get in. We came out and helped you guys set up on Friday. We were kind of perfect timing right at the end, but, but yeah, yeah it, it was, it was intriguing. I mean, definitely different than what I'm used to. Um, and we're going to go into that. So let's, uh, let's, let's save a little bit. Oh yeah. yeah. I've been dropping yeah. notes in my phone for like ever since Busky Max about things to talk about. And the list's ridiculous. Like if you yeah, were just me- to find my phone and read the list, you'd be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? I think it's, this is kind of interesting for me too. Cause you guys know my, my perspective of Musky Max is, is very skewed. You know, I haven't done that many shows across the country, but I've done the Chicago's and the Ohio's and the New York and, and that, that sort of thing. And, you know, I haven't really been to like a big show, like a, like a Milwaukee or a Minnesota or like the Odyssey. So I have a tendency to just be in love with Max, regardless of what it is. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, like Ryan, your opinion, and then just to kind of get, you know, everyone's opinion on what they thought of the show this year. I think that would be good. So where do you guys, where do you want to start then? The first note in my phone in big letters is that Brandon bought two lures. So if Brandon's listening, a big congrats to Brandon for finally spending money on yourself. What lures did he buy? He bought two catfish, actually. Oh. Ryan Painter. Is this IGB? So, so, they, yeah. So Ryan Painter doesn't realize what a big, big deal that is. He made a guy spend money that never spent. I, I shit you not, if this guy was dying and it cost like 10 bucks to save his life, he'd keep the 10 bucks. I was he impressed at how, how much uh, action both Ryan and uh, Andrew's uh, Andrew Eyes booth had. Maybe the most. Yeah. Maybe. So let's let, yeah. So let's kind of start there. Like that is that is I guess that was a surprise to kind of everybody that you know we've all talked about in prior podcasts that one of the things that's really cool to watch is the line, the lines that form. You know, like there are guys that are are there for certain baits and you can kind of tell what, what people have come for. And this year there was a, uh, I would say a little bit of a shift and you know, that, that booth over there, uh, what was, what was there? What was the actual like name of the booth? Shenandoah. Shenandoah, like bait makers Alliance or something, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. But it was, they, they just did an awesome job, you know, and they were busy all weekend and, you know, both Andrew and Ryan were there to talk to their, you know, everyone that came by, like they were incredibly involved in the whole thing. And it was just, it was really cool to see, like they kind of, I don't know, kind of blossomed in, in a, in a, in a large way. And I think, I think too, like those guys have a, a following, you know, we talk about that cult following, like you see with some of these bait makers and they, and you kind of saw that really, you know, Saturday morning. And I was I was fairly impressed because you guys know I was walking around with my camera for a good bit on Friday and Saturday. And I immediately swung from the front over to the Baker booth. And, you know, just 
not a knock to talk about this, but I was surprised at the line differential def, differential whenever I walked back and realized that line was back to the door for for Ryan and and for uh, Ryan Painter and Andrew, Andrew. Thank you. So yeah. that was pretty yeah. loud. I mean, that's you don't we haven't seen that in the past, and that's that's cool. I mean, that just kind of means maybe there's a little bit of a maybe a shift in what people are going coming to buy, you know, they're not necessarily going to buy. Okay. So let, let me back up on that. If you're coming there to buy a baker, you're coming there to, for mainly a trolling bait. If you're coming there for Ryan Payne or rubber, that is almost the complete opposite. If you do, you, you know what I mean? Like it's just a totally different bait type and bait category. And it was incredibly busy. Does that yeah. make sense? Do you guys feel like, is that the shift we're talking about? Like, is yeah, that like, the like, shift from trolling like, to casting that we saw this past or or last just, weekend? Or just a shift that, that maybe, you know, rubber is, is getting more of a, a widespread. I mean, and we've gliders, always talked about the injuries. Gliders had a draw for sure. Certainly. That's what I saw. I think he posted a couple of pictures that people had already caught on him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Since, you know, lures that were bought at the show. I like think Sunday Saturday. actually, or yeah, Saturday or Sunday. It was that Saturday. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Somebody got a big one too. Someone pulled the magic Mikey and took their lure from the show and swooped one. Yep. Yeah. So that was that was definitely interesting. But what about the the rush into the door? What did you guys feel like the turnout was for Saturday, like comparatively to years prior? I think it was on par with you know past years that I can remember. I think I the know. biggest difference is what what booths got rushed versus right. You know. And I think that that kind of it helps it, it changes our outlook on it because our booth was busy, you know, for the most part. Whereas I know I didn't think things were as busy in 2020 when Tom and I were there because mm-hmm. everyone was running by us and going to every other booth. Where this year, I mean, it wasn't necessarily people coming to buy big O's, but like our booth was busy the entire weekend. You know, people coming by to talk about the podcast, come people coming by to look at the baits, you know. So I think our perspective is is a little different this year because we were busy the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Like I remember there have been these big lulls in the past. And man, it was like this year, it went from Doors opened at nine o'clock and holy shit, they close in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then pretty sure it was pretty soon. It was like, man, my wife and kids were showing up. That was like three mm-hmm. o'clock PM. And it was like, oh man, it's time to pack up. It was quick. That's what I feel like your booth location this year was, you know, ideal versus like that, that first year that you were there, you guys were kind of like mid, mid aisle, kind of tucked away out of. The, we were like it. in the way of Wiley lures, like the first right. year we were there, pretty much. We were <laughs> right. just like a tumor on we, the we, side right. of Wiley. We were just a, we were just a roadblock to people buying Wileys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this year it was it was it was there was a rush. I don't know if anybody camped. We'll have to confirm that. Maybe if anybody knows, if anybody parking lot camped because the weather was shitty this time. Yeah, I somebody messaged Ryan. Do you right? know? I do know because I did an interview with them again this oh, year. Oh boy, two time reigning. We're gonna we're gonna say two times in a row reigning uh, <laughs> Musky Max line champions. It was the uh, Kevin Wimmer and his brother, and also I think Nick. I didn't, I didn't see his wife. Is that Nick Novak? Novak. Yeah, 
Yeah, they were both. They were both. Yeah, like I don't, in the I don't know who he was with, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't see last year. It was he was with his wife, but the the Wimmers were definitely first in line, and they. And what were they there for? They were there for. Don't quote me on this, but I'm I'm sure. Over grips. No, they were there for oh. Ryan and Andrew, and oh. they actually showed up at 4:30 p.m. on Friday. They were Jeez. they were camping out, so they were there much earlier than any of us could ever really expect there. What time did Dan the man get there? Well, Dan was there um, helping set Friday up. Friday night. So Dan was like, in oh, okay. We kind of glazed over that whole setup, which was crazy this year. Yeah, let's little... talk about that for a minute. Like, you guys little, were there. That's definitely what, worth talking. Seven or eight in the morning. Friday. Dan, Dan and I pulled up at seven a.m. and we were the first ones there. And I walked into the arena upstairs and set my camera up in the dark. The lights weren't. Did even you see on the there. Zamboni guy? Yes, I talked to him multiple times throughout the nice. weekend. <laughs> Did he uh, let you drive the Zamboni? No. Maybe no, next year. They, that's they, on my. Uh, that's on my short list of vehicles that I haven't driven. I'm going to get there. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to say too much about the setup. I mean, it was, we were definitely, we were definitely busy and Sean, he usually has everything planned out really well. Um, he's got an agenda for us. There's a certain like amount of tasks that need to be done, whether it's hanging signs or setting things up and running like, you know, people don't even think about this, but you got to run all the electrical for, for, you know, essentially the boost to have power. You know, everybody with lights. So Dan and I are running extension cords and we're we're duct taping stuff to the floor so nobody trips and moving tables and pulling chairs out and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, it was a lot of work. Uh, but, you know, Sean, again, has everything organized. I think I was probably more tired than I thought I could be Friday night from all the running around and stuff that we did. But it was good, man. I, I was surprised at how many people showed up early to set up. You know, like that, early in the day, like 10 a.m. early, like setups, not till like noon and people are rolling in there at like 10 a.m. Yeah, that's odd because normally, I mean, most people have a little bit of a drive, you know, to, most people aren't super local, even guys like Todd Leoparty. I mean, he's coming from Elwood City, so that's not like, you know, not like right around the corner. Yeah. What's the deal? Someone hooked themselves during setup. What was oh, that yeah. I heard? Like bad. Yeah. Is yeah, I didn't the true story on that. I didn't see it, but yeah, I heard somebody got a hook in their hand. I don't want to say who, but yes, that happened. And apparently it was very bad. Yeah. But how, you, does, that, how does that work for like the, well, you, you were saying running the electricity. Are there like outlets like throughout in the middle of the floor or does yeah. everything come from the edges? And so they have this giant, it's like a, it's like a power box. Okay, and it's like uh, whatever, 130 whatever amps, volts, whatever. Yeah. It, it's big. It's like, might even be like 240 or 300 or something, but it's like just a wide open circuit. And you, they pull this box out and it's got outlets and you have to f- turn the breakers on and everything. And then we essentially run extension cables from that box in the corner back where the, where the garage door is, like in that boat where they usually set the yeah. boat up. That box sits like roughly somewhere in there. And then we got to run extension cables and power strips to the entire venue. So the, the other side where the, uh, the penalty boxes are or where the, uh, like the benches are for, you know, it's hockey, it's a hockey arena. There's a couple of power outlets over there that you can pull from, but it's like, it, it's crazy. Cause you're running power for pretty much every space, you know, cause we, at that point you don't necessarily know who, 
who has power or not. But it, uh, yeah, man, it, it it's fun though. It's like the type of work you, you guys ever like work hard at something that's like just fun versus like grinding at work all day. Right. That's yeah. that's that's what it is. I mean, it's a lot of fun to set that stuff. And up. You get to see the fruits of your labor afterwards. Everybody's yeah. smiling and enjoying it. And well, I mean, you should look at your video. I mean, it's there's literally nothing in the entire arena, you know, that entire floor, there's nothing before you set up. So every one of those partitions, every one of those, uh, you know, all of the piping, all of the draping, everything is set up by, by folks that, you know, just to get this show off the, off the ground. And, you know, I don't think anyone really, you feel like you walk into that and you, you, you'd look like, Oh, this stuff is just the way it is, but no, like somebody put this entire thing together mapped out a floor plan they put all you know all the piping and draping up and it was ryan and dan up. the man bumping heads setting up draping nah, and we don't do that john has a team for that stuff but it's oh. it's fun to watch them come in and set all that stuff up and then we just kind of work around it but yeah friday was a long day i don't think what time did we finish because you guys set up you know what time were we out of there it had to be at least eight o'clock i think it was nine i think nine was, that's when they, yeah, they shut was, down set up it was pretty late. I don't know if it was exactly nine, but then we went and grabbed dinner, which dinner was awesome that night. And this is when Ryan got the uh, Ryan got the ten pounder at Fiori's. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, yeah. Let's, let's take the guy from pounder. Chicago to a pizza place. Chicago. How did that work out? Yeah, that's where he's from. Oh yeah. I think it was, think it was the only place that was open. The world's biggest calzone ever. And it <laughs> the was lady really laughed young. at us. This is literally the size of a carp. <laughs> what do you What do you mean she laughed at you? Well, we called and asked if there was if there was any booze at Fiori's, and she laughed at us on the phone. And oh we, yeah. We were, uh, oh, and then I got there, and she was like, "Oh, it's those guys. This is the guys <laughs> in their in their team uniform hoodies. <laughs> everybody matching, yeah. Everybody in matching hoodies." I think that was the next night. The next night, every single one of us was matching for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so setup was, you know, it was, it's, it's always fun watching guys set up and put the booths together because, you know, I think a lot of guys kind of show up once everything's prepped and ready and everybody has power and everything they need. Like, it's just kind of fun for me to walk around there and see what guys are up to. You know, it's a good chance to talk to people. You know, I got a, I got a chance to shout out to, to Bob Cox. You know, got to help some guys unload their vehicles and CNN. move some things around. And you know, who are a- absolute animals. We we kind of talked about it in the last one, but they sold. They have to go to Minnesota three days after Musky Max, and they had to like restock their baits in those three days. Yeah, which is so. nutty. So yeah, that happens that, when you're big time. And mm-hmm. Owen, how how long do you think it took you to set up? Because I was kind of bouncing like, ah, you know. I don't know. Nick and I ran into a little bit of a, an issue with one of the displays where it was just put on backwards. So it was just, you know, that was just more of a, you know, just switching it around. But really, the setup on the booth is not that difficult. It's more I, I need to I mean, my adult ADHD brain does not allow me to organize things very, very well. So, yeah, I might need to uh, I might t- might need to enlist some help from Kayla next year in, in the organization and display uh, category. She said that her and Mary are already like talking about having a meeting, like a planning meeting beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they think men suck at planning. 
So we so they, think I, they think I suck at planning. And, it's true. And, I just didn't want to be the one to say it, but no, I'm very good at planning other things. I'm not like like organization is where I think details. Mary thinks you lack. Oh, I definitely lack. <laughs> so it's not. It's not. Do I think I lack? I definitely lack. Ryan, I'm curious about your perspective on the venue because you like Donnie picked you up at the airport on Friday, right? So you guys rolled in there. What was, you know, just kind of walking into that venue, what were your initial thoughts? Because you've done some bigger shows, too. Like, you've been around for a while. Just curious what your thoughts were. I mean, when we got there, as soon as we walked in, the the ice rink was open. There was guys playing hockey. It was awesome. And then the other side of the soccer field set up with the turf. Obviously, helps with everybody's feet and everything. Long days. Um, as far as growth, there's not much room for growth for that show. And I talked to... Sean about it is like obviously you got the boats on one end, but it is jam packed. It always seems busy. Um, when we talked, I mean, there's guys that you'll never see at any of these other shows. So I mean, it was a great turnout. I think it's it was more busy than it, I've ever seen a Chicago show in probably I don't know ten years. Wow, so it, it was good. Yeah, how do you, how would you compare the crowd size to to other shows? I say about the same, but it's I mean everybody's there to buy that mm-hmm. that was one thing that i saw that whole time i mean like you said on the booth was busier than heck i mean you guys had a lot of listeners coming in uh, a lot of people buying bucktails but it was everybody was buying there wasn't anybody just looking everybody came there for a reason shoot even the amish was buying mm-hmm. that's a good point yeah uh, i know last year we talked about it after musky max that as a bait maker, you you've soon realize you realize real quick that when people walk in that door, they have a bunch of cash in their pocket, and they have a very good reality. Uh, they have a good, a very good idea of what they already want to spend their money on. So to get you to spend their, to get them to spend their money on something different, takes it takes something. You know, you got to kind of stand out in a way. That's what I know. Yeah. Like I usually go in, I kind of make a little list what I want and tally up what it's going to cost. And usually that's how I, how much money I bring. And then I'm trying to think. And they emptied the ATM again. Speaking oh, of Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. That was Donnie. Yeah. That was all. No, I think that was, I think that was, that was Ryan E. I think that was right. I, I saw Ryan E making lists in his phone and packing mailboxes. Hey, and I kept buying stuff and I'd come back to the booth with bags and you guys didn't even know what I was grabbing. Just stashing. He, he does the oven, stash stashes them away. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then Donnie that. was trying to find the next ATM that let him make another uh, withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to <laughs> so, do something about that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> that $200 limit in the hotel ATM killed me. I had like $100 worth of ATM charges for every withdrawal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we need to we need to talk about this at some point because I, I don't I don't want to get into financials, number one, because I don't <laughs> want I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But number two, I don't want to make anybody feel like they gotta spend that kind of money at a show. But Ryan, to your point, like this show was different, I think, from the last couple because of what you said. Like people were there to buy. And, you know, I heard like, dude, I heard a number of people talking about you know, I, I don't want to get into specifics, but somebody told us, you know, Saturday was a record day at a musky show for them. And this is somebody that has been around a very long time, has made a lot of baits and, you know, has has since broken the uh, the top 10 lures of all time on the Muskies Inc., you know, the, the top lures list. So 
you know, to, to say that for a Saturday, I mean, that that's crazy because that tells me that guys were really there to spend and to buy to get out the fish. So, you know, last year, I think you guys talked about COVID, you know, that, that COVID hangover. I think this is the first year people could get back to nor- somewhat normal and just go to a show and just blow money. Let it fly. Mm. Yeah. I think maybe there's a part of that that, you know, for the last two years, everyone's been ordering from TRO and, you know, you know, getting stuff in the mail where they haven't been able to put their hands on it, where this is, you know, hey, let's get out there and and see some stuff and spend some money. I need yeah. I need my wife to keep getting pulled over. Is <laughs> that fun? That funded my whole weekend. <laughs> Not bad. This is a, I, I feel At like the it's... park PD. Yeah, you gotta hurry to the store real quick. Go. <laughs> Drive so, as fast as you can. This is an emergency. Does anybody else go, have go this route? Does Sorry. anybody else have that arrangement with their wives? Like you spend X amount of money here, I get to spend this at Musky Max. I know hey, one what? of our listeners, and I'm not gonna name names, but one of our <laughs> listeners, I believe, has an arrangement with like his fiance that his the wedding ring is going to be somehow comparatively speaking with his, you know the the amount of musky baits or musky money that he spends. Oh, brutal! Oh, boy. I know. Ouch. I'm not gonna like I said, not gonna name names. <laughs> it's a it's a top secret uh, listener of ours. Mm. But there's a wedding ring involved. Mm, <laughs> got boy, a, you got a question? You got to question the uh, the uh, the thought process behind that one. That's mm. a lot of shabnats. Ryan's wife, <laughs> Deanna, would be getting. Deanna would be getting an awfully nice ring. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, She'd I, get uh, one of those Kanye rings if they were getting married now. With Ryan's tr- collection, he is. I tried to behave myself this year, and I think for the most part, I did all right. Well, I think who was the most well behaved? We into well, we should get into the like the halls. You know, let's. I think we've all probably posted our halls on our uh, Instagrams. I don't know if we have or not, but I think everybody should. And we'll go through real quick, kind of what everyone, everyone picked up. We're calling this segment. What's in your bag. What's in your bag. bag? What's in your bag. bag? Gary from Indiana. Hey, Nate. Hey, Nate from Bethel park. What's in your bag. Oh, let me tell you. I Laura from Donora. (laughs) <laughs> Mona from Verona, baby. <laughs> we saw we real quick. Tom and I passed Arona today, which could also work for that. Good, yeah. But uh, no, I went in. Nick convinced me that I needed a six-inch jerk from Leo's because that's a Nipissing killer caster. So I had that on a list. There's some truth to that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I put that on a list, and then Leo posted it on social media, and I was like, "Oh, I want, I want that." So that was on my list. I wanted the uh, Trophy Time Leaders combo package. I had that on the list and acquired it. What was that? And it came in the tube. I needed the tube anyways. Was there lube was... with it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come fishing with me and find out. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. I know it came with a sticker. That could get ugly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that and then um, something else. But and I end up leaving with a couple glide baits from Steve 
from Trophy Time. He was kind of doing a flash sale. Like he was that was like a fire sale. Yeah, fire sale. He was wheeling and dealing. I was like, I got 20 bucks. What can I get? He was like, How about two of these crankbaits? I'm done. (laughs) My man's headed for the tarpon. He's he's checking out. Oh, so I I snagged a bunch of those. We got a um, Keystone King for Big Dave, my boatmate. I got some worms by Tom to go onto my big O's. Yeah, I was I'm getting a little bit of everything, but I got what I wanted. So that's what's in my bag. You said you picked up one of Mark's baits? My dad did, yeah. What did he get? Um, it wasn't it's the big B. The one has B in it. The little B. It's not yeah, little B. It wasn't the it wasn't his um secret weapon, it was the one size up. Yeah. Yeah. Because my, my dad's starting to get into glides. Well, he thinks he wants to do glides. So I was like, you got to go talk to Mark. And so there we you went go. over and, you know, they talked it out. And my daughter's uh, plush muskie picked out the, the winning color, sniffing them all. And that, that was that. There's, yeah, a pic- there's a picture of that floating around, too, your daughter with the plush muskie picking lures. I've never seen a, a fish get caught so many times <laughs> in one day. Catch and release works, baby. <laughs> yeah. So that was what's in your bag. Yeah. That's not a bad haul. Mm-mm, I'm happy with it. Pretty well behaved. In that regard, yeah. <laughs> I want to. So who else wants to go? What What's in your bag? What's in G- Indian's bag? I guess I well, can go. Nick. Yeah, Nick I got uh, a couple Shoss mini meatballs. Uh, a couple of the baker came back out with the long lip five inchers, which that's my my lucky bait. What I like to call my fish finder seems to catch fish anywhere. So I got a couple of those, and then I got two Wiley fat bodies, which he painted up the nine dollar perch this year, which looks amazing. Um, I think got two Owen spinner baits. And oh, I did pick up two shad nets. Oh, there you go. The regular. What's that? Shad reg- nets. Shad nets, like the regular yep. size or the big boys? No, just the little guys. Yep. And then I think that was it. And then he left and didn't say bye to us. That's right. Yep. He just bailed. Low crawl. He said, "I got what I want. I'm out." Yep. And it was great. I got home, and Larissa was like, "Oh, you know." We're going to go over to our friend's house, but then for some reason decided that she didn't tell me that she was having people to our house. So I like went to take like a quick little cat nap and then people showed up at my house. I was like, <sighs> is, is this cat is, is you and cat naps? Is that re- Is that a reoccurring theme? I feel like, Oh yeah. It's all I feel good, like good naps where it's at. Larissa shared a couple of pictures of, of Mr. Fiesler napping in random parts of the afternoon. Nap. Yeah. His day is just a big nap where he has to wake up every now and then. People piss him hey. off and wake him up. Naps are naps are an an absolute necessity. Jealous. Once, once you once you reach a certain age, like you, a, a good often, twenty minute half half an hour nap can change my day. Yep. Yes, Your more, Honor. More often mm. than change not. my day. <laughs> I can't do that if I if I nap. I'm out. Like there is no twenty minute nap. For me. See, like, no, if I fall asleep. I'm done. 
No, well, see, that's the thing. That's it the takes thing. me a you half hour. If you fall asleep for an hour, if you fall asleep for an hour, you're screwed. You're yeah. screwed. If you keep your nap at 20 minutes to 30 minutes, that's called a power nap, guys. Because NASA naps. See, if, you if you haven't slept more than like six hours in the last nine months, <laughs> easy to fall asleep. You take, whenever. You take what you can get. You know they call that a naps and that. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys with with young babies, nothing better than you know having your your little baby fall asleep on you, and then you have a perfect reason to take a nap for twenty minutes because the baby's sleeping on you. Right, bunch Tiger of dads. That's mm-hmm. right. Get it in while you can, you know. You say tiger nap. Yeah, tigers have been hot this week, so I figured. Oh, uh, that was a pure hot topic. Tiger nap. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're working on training the for kids. <laughs> Wade's learning to be a tiger tamer already. We got him a bull whip. There you go. Yeah, he's getting it. All right. What? Who else wants to go? What's in your bag? I'll go. Well, I got a small one. Oh, you want to go, Ryan? Yeah, I'll go. The go the tiger the tiger queen left the left the house, so I'm okay now. I can talk Ooh. about it. Oh, <laughs> safe. <laughs> Blink twice if you're safe. Yeah. Did you mail a couple of those packages to a different address just out of curiosity? <laughs> no, I made sure she wasn't at my house when those arrived. <laughs> Occasionally, this? some of Who's my this? team Rhino orders end up at my parents' house just for safety. <laughs> Who's this Brian Belizondo guy? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Let's say. I kept coming back with bags, filling up my backpack, but I made it a goal. Get all my shopping out of the way on Saturday, pack my boxes so I can ship them out on Monday. So Tom was uh, nice enough to get those dropped off. They showed up uh, fairly quickly. So I did some damage. I'm not going to lie. Friday night, maybe a little extra damage. Thanks thanks to some people. (laughs) Uh, But I'm just looking at what I got. Uh, I mean, Evan... Evan hooked it up, got a few meatballs, probably the first ones that are, might be in uh, Washington State to run. So that's going to be excited. Got those wet yesterday, or actually Saturday. So they're going to they're gonna catch some fish, that's for sure. Uh, Greg over at Extreme, he took care of me. Uh, got quite a few baits, some of his TS models and the erratic shads. Uh, those all look really, really good. Uh, what else we get? Uh, Big O's hooked it up. Got a couple blades, some uh, and a spinner bait. Got a couple new harnesses for some tubes. Uh, a couple Wileys, a couple headlocks, matlock. The list continues. So there's a lot. <laughs> well, you, I know you had the one of those big like roll top camping bags, and that puppy was stuffed. It looked like you were oh, camping was, yeah. for a while. Oh yeah, it was jam packed. I don't know. I think uh, probably the most exciting thing though. I know I'm pretty excited about those those meatballs. And I talked to Jake about the come on, get the right pronunciation. Shad at it. Shad at it. Shad at it. Come on. Shad and at. It comes from natted. Technically, it comes from the root word shad and that. Those are the <laughs> root words. Shad and that. Shad net. Just to warn you, Ryan. That's these, where that comes from. The Pittsburgh folks use all these weird words just so they can you guys got all sorts, of, as outsiders. all sorts of fucked up sayings there. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know who was talking to me half the time. 
<laughs> Ryan, did did your lures have any gum bands keeping the hooks together? Uh, no, they didn't. Okay, all right. gum bands. You on. needed a buggy to put all your lures in, though. I'm sure. <laughs> Find one in the Jagger bushes. Yeah. Deep well, in the Jaggers. In your defense, Ryan, like if I'm flying halfway, uh, all the way across the country to go to a muskie show, I'm there to spend some money, you know, and so I'm there to get baits that you can't get. You know, any you know, on, on a normal circuit, so to speak. And dude, that's that's what you're there for, man. It was awesome. Yeah, that was my goal for sure. Pick up stuff that I'll never be able to get anywhere else. So and I made that happen. That's a, I can't believe the secondary market for those meatballs is insane. You see them on the, the raffle pages all the time. I saw them just the other day. Yeah. I was like, oh, crap. Don't even get us started. Not gonna end. That's why there's that bootlegger. Boo that man. Yeah, boo. (laughs) All right. The impossible meatball. He says. Oh god. (laughs) It's like the impossible burger. (laughs) Oh man, I'm just like reliving the entire weekend. Like I, I don't honestly feel like I ever stopped laughing. Mm -mm. My face hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I'm got a cold now. My throat was hurting last week from talking so much, and my cheeks hurt all week from laughing too damn much. <laughs> what, did, what did you and Donnie do in the hotel room? <laughs> we, my oh, butt that, hurt. That, that's another story. <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> Owen and I went in there for a couple minutes, and I was like, "Man, smells weird in here." They they, they had to move rooms too. They actually had. Somehow they did damage in that Just room. Wrecked, they had the... wrecked the first room. Uh huh. Well, I heard the right, first so... room was haunted. <laughs> what it talk, definitely was. Haunted. Talk about this for a second. What the heck happened to you guys on? What was that Friday night? Yeah. Yeah, that was Friday night. Go for it, Donnie. <laughs> Look, I, I'm going to start by saying we all know that I am medicated, and I don't have many problems when it comes to sleeping. <laughs> Especially after I've worked all day, been in a musky show for, you know, setting up in a musky show for five hours, Bowl a of belly Fury's full pizza. of pizza from yeah. Fury's. Uh, I'm I'm ready to pass out, and we go up to this room, and I swear to God, it it sounded like we were next to a bowling alley all night long. <laughs> I don't know what the heck was going on, but there was just a. a Perfectly timed every 30 seconds or so loud bang right on the the wall next to us that went on the entire night. Nonstop. Ryan and I, Ryan Reed and I are in the room next door. Yeah. uh, Apparently on the other side. Across the hallway. Because that wasn't us. No, definitely wasn't us. (laughs) Dad had his audio books in. Absolutely. Early. Dad was asleep, man. So if that was a couple, I have a lot of respect for that man, and I feel bad for that poor woman. <laughs> Friday night at the Holiday Inn Express. All I gotta say is fuck room 410 at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> That's some sort of rap song? Oh, we'll get to the rap song. No, we'll get there. We'll get to the, we'll get to the jingy. We'll get there, maybe. Your, yours truly was very confused at what was happening on Saturday night because of jingy. So, all right. So you guys ended up moving. 
And then what yeah. else happened? What else happened for we, we need to circle back about what's in your bag. Let's cir- okay. let's circle back around there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> back it on up. All right, who's going next? Swinky, why don't you I go? I had a small haul. All right. Good. Go well, most importantly, the crock plows from Sebastian Owen's son. Some 3D printed uh snow plows for the front of my crocs. Yeah. Probably, yeah. probably the so number he, one thing of the weekend for me. Dude, he was so excited when I was like, I gave Tom the, the plows and he put them right on. And <laughs> Sebastian was like, Seriously? Like, yep, <laughs> put them right on, dude. No, they're, they're like the best. And then uh, two little mini spinnerbaits from Owen for Deep Creek Piking, like little, like a little bigger than a bass size spinnerbait, but smaller than like the smallest musky model, right? Oh like, yeah, it, you don't you don't make that in like a one you sell, I don't think. No, although I'm I probably should should next year yeah. because again, the big stuff doesn't sell. The small stuff does locally. I mean, and so it's I not might, that it's I've... small. It's just like it's nice and beefy, but smaller than like your standard musky spinnerbait i think that's they're i think yeah. they're sweet they're perfect no i mean that's that's literally the spinnerbait just scaled down to mm-hmm. instead of having eights and a an, an ounce and a half it has like a a three-quarter ounce weight and like sixes you know, or six sixes and an eight there. yeah so it's just a little actually uh one of our listeners um matt Bax wants me to make make some of those for him so i'm gonna be uh putting some of those together so if you're listening matt i got you dude <clears throat> well i got those then i got a mini grenade a couple leos i got a, donnie picked me out a wiley that was my first lore of the show since we were across from wiley i said donnie which wiley would you get and he pointed at one and i said i'll take that one what'd you get i don't know don't say it okay well good because <laughs> i don't know i don't even know what it is what it's color yellow, is it it's a yellow one Oh a yellow shallow diver, not a blue deep diver. <laughs> not a blue deep diver. <laughs> yellow, yellow Definitely shallow not a blue diver. deep diver. No. Now he got the uh, mud puppy Jr. killer. Or Oof. killer, yeah. Oof. Oof. I don't have my mod. I don't have my can't Wiley models. Yeah. No, that's the one you can't go wrong with. Hundred percent. Good to know. Well, then I got a twelve and a ten inch deep threat from Bob and Nick B and N Customs, which I'm. Yeah. I think they're sweet. I got the twelve inches, like with the orange belly perch, that color that I like. And it's cool looking. A um, couple little BNNs, the Rippin' Minnow, Fat Shad. Um, what else? Shayla Shad, actually. Is that Shayla Shad's Leo's like jointed one with the metal lip, right? Yeah, I got Shayla yes. in that in the watermelon, like Lori's watermelon, I think. Is that her color? And then, of course, I had to get D's perch. That was Kayla insisted that we get a D's perch. I was going to ask if anyone bought D's perch. I did because I'm a good friend. Did anybody else? Crickets. Nope. Well, assholes. I'm gonna, I'll be the first one to tell you that color. <laughs> that color is going to go off this year. Oh yeah, it's going to go off, and that, that's just me looking at it, telling you right now that that is a very fishy color. I do like the color. It's it's very nice. People don't realize that with the gray, like that, just that gray top, because you when you first look at it, you don't realize it's gray. You know, it's like it looks kind of olivey gold with all that scale, but that color is going to be a good one, Tomboy. Mm-hmm. Well, so Kayla actually bought like she wanted a ripping minnow, like a pink one, since we she caught her first trolling fish on a ripping minnow. And I like put all the lures in my box. And like a couple days after Musky Max, she's like, "Where are my lures?" I was like, "Whoa, excuse me, you're like I'm like they're in my box." She's like, "What the, in your box?" I'm like, "Whoa, okay, I guess you're getting your own box." So, 
And then an email went out to Lakewood. Yeah. What do you have left in stock? Not not yet. We're starting with a Plano for now, I think. A little Plano tray. That can hold everything sufficiently at this point. That's weak. Kayla deserves a, a Lakewood. One day. One day. <laughs> sure. The monster she didn't one. go hard enough at the max, apparently, if she can fit everything in a plane. I, we didn't. I said I was very well behaved this year. I mean, I, I was, yeah. this is probably the most well behaved I've ever been at a musky show. Was that all that was in your bag? Yeah, I mean, I, the, I had Craig scoop me up a lure in New York, so that didn't count. That wasn't really, really a musky max buy, an extreme erratic shad. And yeah, that's it. There, no, I got a shallow bulldog, too. But that's it. That's not a bad haul at all, but I want to drink, drank about 35 icy lights, about 10 El Chavos, ate about 15 pounds of pizza. If that's part of the haul. Yeah, I would say so. You can count that. I think he was just keeping that wedding ring down a little bit in price. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Heard that. And I was like, Oh boy. (laughs) I want to jump to somebody that wasn't well behaved at this year's musky max. You, <laughs> that person knows who who he is, Mister Donnie Swink, Swinky. Donny I've never, killer. I want to hear about this. All Donnie misbehave. This was, thank you. This Nick. was epic. This was an epic misbehave misbehavior. <laughs> Chelsea's worst not behavior. listening, right? This, she doesn't listen. Worst behavior. This fresh off of the lore swap as well, sir. I've been tracking you. I know what you're doing. I I can tell. Sometimes I worry whose side you're on here. Well, I gotta, I gotta keep. <laughs> I gotta keep up with the Joneses, buddy. That's all. I think I track you guys. Yeah, I, I mean, I went pretty what, hard. The lure swap's always great because you end up like. I feel like I never lose money at the lure swap. I made you can always explain it away. You can explain right. it away yeah. at the lure swap. Yeah. Oh yeah, I traded for that thing, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't cost me anything. <laughs> Nick gave it to me. Nick put it. You practically in saved us money at the lower swap. That's, that's right. They were practically giving this stuff away. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you know. We need to spin it. The musky max is actually a lure swap. It's it's like the whole uh, what is it? Leo's buy five get the six one free. Yeah, it's perfect. like um, hello. Great like reason to buy twenty. You're stupid not to, aren't you? <laughs> I have a story about that too. But we'll get to that. We should have had Josh. We should have had Josh on for that one. That's where I was going with that one. I guess we could just tell that one now, real quick. So yeah. my buddy Josh, he was out there too. Shout out to Josh Hawk. He was a hoot. Uh, yeah, he was. A, he was a blast. Yeah. One of my oldest friends. Uh, but he come out. He blew a bunch of money real quick in true Josh fashion. Then he left to go to work because he said he didn't want to spend any more money, so he's going to go do a side job. An hour later, I get a text from him that says, hey, man, would you mind going and buying me the five more mags and getting the the sixth one deal? He's like, I did it with the regs, and I knew I should have done it with the mags, too. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's going all in on the trolling. Oh, yeah, he definitely is. So I had to go take another 200 out of that damn machine and freaking get charged another 30 bucks for him. Is that how much it hit you? No, nah, it wasn't wow. that much, but I, hey, I think it, it was what like friends do, man. It was like three or four bucks. Did they have a deal? Uh, like on both Five sides. So it ended up being three? like, like yeah, every right. transaction <laughs> was like six or seven dollars. 
Because, oh. like, my bank charges and the ATM charge. Oh. So it, it it did probably add up to, like, 30 bucks between all of them. This is amazing. You're hitting the ATM every hour? It's like... Well, no, it just cracks me up that the ATM got, you know, run out again. of money. Wiped out. Again. <laughs> yeah, again. Dude, people like were there to spend. What's their stupid $200 increments? That's how they get well, you. It's, well, that's the hotel like that. one, like, isn't it? It was the one at the. Uh, the arena like too. That, yeah. Trust know. me, I know. <laughs> I had to drive, to, that ATM, had to, drive to Bridgeville to hit the get go so I could use my <laughs> citizens. I was tired of paying fees. <laughs> <laughs> was that the adventure Friday night? Yeah, when I got you my and... Slurpee. Okay, yeah. This, yeah. Everybody <laughs> else went to bed. Donnie was going to look for money. Donnie Ryan and I went to Gecko, and and Swinky comes out of there with like sour watermelons, chocolate covered pretzels, and a Slurpee. <laughs> like, <laughs> big gulp, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, see you later. <laughs> what else is in your bag? He was. He was. What else? I haven't even said the first thing yet. I didn't get that far. <laughs> it went off the rails before we even started. I'd only talked about Josh's bag so far. Um, All right, Dave, let's start? hear it. 45 minutes I later. Say, <laughs> uh, I started with Evan. I started at the Shoss booth. Uh, that may have been a uh, pro staff presale kind of thing Friday night. Some, some here had uh, access to that. Others, maybe not so much. Let's not talk you know. about that. Let's not talk about that right now. But uh, I picked up four four minis and a minor from Evan. So I was pretty pumped about that. I'm excited. Now I, I've only had a, a few minis, but now I'll be able to run a full spread of those this spring. So I'm pretty excited there. Evan took good care of me, helped me pick out some good colors. So I think we're going to be uh, catching a lot of fish on those. But uh, also – Hit up Fat AZ, grab two new Raptors, one painted by the man himself, Vance Kalos, and that, what do they call it, Mother of Pearl or something? Yeah. I think it was. It's almost like a muted and, uh, Wonder Bread kind of thing. And uh, on one of the new Mud Puppy ones by Andy. I think we talked about it on here before, but the one that I have is the uh, OG before the Whitehead, and it's been pretty good to me, but I didn't have one of the the new one since they added the white head or whatever. So I picked one of those up this year. Uh, also hit, hit up Mark, picked up uh, another of the uh, regular size glide bait. What is it? The Mr. T I think, or whatever. This one's in like a black and orange with like gold scale. It's pretty sweet. Uh, I think that's definitely going to get hit. Um, a friendship bracelet. You gonna? I got a really out? nice friendship bracelet from Tom. It says trawler. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was pretty excited about that. Mine says caster. Mm-hmm. And Nick didn't get one because he went home early. So he you, didn't. You made your own friendship bracelet. Is what you bought them with? from a oh, nice okay. little girl, Nick. You have a okay. problem with that? That's fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> from a very sweet little girl making bracelets. I thought you just made Donnie a bracelet and then made yourself a bracelet too. I did Mom's restraining order expires in <laughs> six months. 
Tom's address can be found on <laughs> Megan'sList.com. Can I tell a quick story about Larissa real quick? So yeah. for it. Larissa trolls me too. <laughs> Dude, it, this was the funniest thing that I, I read probably all year. I'm literally, uh, Owen posted a picture of his booth and Larissa replied to me or something at, on Instagram and said, it looks like crap. <laughs> so so I, start, I started laughing. I replied back and I was like, if you don't like it, why don't you come down here and reorganize it? I was like, you could help Kayla. And she's like, who's Kayla? And I was like, Tom's girlfriend. <laughs> and she goes, Tom's girlfriend. I thought Tom was gay. <laughs> <laughs> Larissa like, has a way with words. Not that I there's just, anything wrong with that, guys. No, it's but probably it's the trout fishing. <laughs> so it's probably the trout fishing. That's like a little glimpse into like my favorite part of when we go to Canada and visit our family because it's just no holds barred. Just cut everyone up. You can. She tells me something I post sucks at least once a week. Yeah, like I'll just be like, everyone will be like, "Cool worms," and she'll just message me that sucks or like that's yeah. really ugly. <laughs> She'll be like ugly, like one word. I'm like, thanks, Larissa. Larissa doesn't troll me. I should, I guess, I should be thankful. Oh, dude, dude, yeah, she's she's brutal. She sounds worse than that Elon Musky guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. All right, I'm sorry. Back to your bag. What's in your bag? What's in your bag, guys? All right, uh, where do we leave off? Uh, Bakers. Uh, I picked up. Zach and Katia hooked me up. Uh, I picked up one of the uh, OG long lips that Nick was talking about. I got one of those, and then I got uh, three of the regular five inches as well. Uh, stopped to see Jake. I got myself a couple shad nets as well, uh, seven inch and uh, five inch. Uh, picked up a fat body from Dale. Uh, a couple boss shads from Paul. I got my first underboss and an orange tiger. Hi, Larissa. Are you coming to troll There's me the support now? There's the supportive friend Larissa. <laughs> Let's go. Stepped into the... <laughs> uh, oh, she, she, she heard it, huh? Yep. Uh, <laughs> picked up a few few reg mojos, a couple patterns that I uh, didn't have yet. Also got my two hogs that Leo painted for me, that Ryan special ordered for me. Uh, a few mags. I forgot about those, dude. And wait, how yeah, many I got hogs? Those hogs? Two, two. I got one in a nine dollar perch, and I got one in a flow perch. Okay. So I'm and pretty then how many mags? About those. Uh, uh, I think three mags and three regs. So did that uh, qualify the, for the uh, buy three or buy five get one free? Uh, yeah. You buy, okay. I did. I, that's yep. That's what they, he got me. I just mixed and matched them. Gotcha. So that's uh yeah. So I ended up with the uh, I got one a mag and rainbow trout, a reg and rainbow trout, a mag and thread fin, a reg and thread fin, and then a he's looking down super at the secret sarsaparilla and another uh, nine dollar perch reg to replace the other one that's pretty well hook rashed up i think that about sums it up oh i that's also it? hit up steve and steve took care of me with the leaders at trophy time got a bunch of i'll probably be set up for leaders for the next two years but 
again, I got a feeling Steve's going to be uh, spending a lot more time chasing Tarpon. I don't know if he's going to be tying up as many leaders here. So I figured I would stock up while I had the chance. I did the same thing, but that's mostly because I know I'm going to be snagging every hundred yards. Oh, so I did one of your friends made leaders. I forgot one thing. I got uh, two of the uh, those hybrid like uh, rubber get deals that Brian Clark makes, or uh, you know he whatever his buddy makes the, the bulldog uh, two baits or whatever like a tube dog the bulldog yeah, like mating tube dog, with a tube dog thing. Uh, he calls them the hybrid, I believe. But when we went out with him this early this year on Chautauqua. Uh, that's what he had us throwing, and we had a bunch of action on it. Jordan caught two fish on one, so I figured that was something I wanted to try and give a little more well, time to this year. So I picked up that's one. That's not of, the Trident, right? No, not the Trident. This is what he calls a hybrid. It's like – I don't know if you guys can see that, but – It's like a skirted bulldog. Yeah. He's that guy right there. It's like it's kind of like a tube, but not kind of like a bulldog, but not. I don't, it's got I don't some know. weird plastic insert I saw, and it's it's pretty wild looking. But yeah, they have a they have a kind of a neat side to side action with them too. So I'll be interested to throw it a little more. Like I said, I, I didn't have any, so I just threw them when I was with them uh, back in the summer, and we definitely had some fish going on them. So I figured I'd pick a couple up and give them a shot. All right, what else? What else do we have here? What was in your bag? Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 back this up though, and remember what we said earlier this year. Maybe we can find the soundbite of Ryan saying, "I only want boat stuff." <laughs> but let's let's hear what's in your bag, Wait. Ryan Reed. Let's hear all the boat stuff that you got at Muskie Max. I started the show off on Friday night picking up my rod holders from Andy. Thank hey, you. One for one boat stuff. We're doing <clears> so, good so far. I ended up <laughs> I ended up with two slanteds and two tubes because you guys have heard me talk about I wanted the tubes for a very specific reason. And I can tell you guys that that was probably one of the – I think I said this on one of the last podcasts we did. We haven't posted it yet. But that was probably one of the most influential conversations I've had about this boat was talking to Andy and just like seeing pictures of his old boat and kind of just like realizing like how much fun he's had, you know, with some of these previous boats, like you guys know he has a Ranger and stuff now. And I don't know, just, it was one of those things where he just reassured me that no matter what I do to this thing, like it's fixable. And it is just one of those conversations where I left there feeling better than where I started prior to it. So you know, I'll shout out to Andy on that one, but picking up the holders was probably the last item I needed for the boat. And then I had a, uh, mm -hmm. I had an, I had an extreme mini on the list, which by the way, I found out that it's a duplicate because I bought the same color in Ohio. Did you guys, did you guys happen to see the, uh, the live, the Facebook live that Greg did before Max? Mm-mm. So I got, I got home uh, late from work, but I jumped on that and it was kind of cool. Cause like he was doing like a, you know, a Q and a, like just kind of like showing off baits and stuff for the show. If you guys ever get a chance to do that. Some of some of that with guys like Greg, like it's worth taking the hour to do it. That's and Greg Thomas, Greg them, them. Okay. From extreme. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I did that and I, during that session, I, he, he said he had one of these chartreuse crappy minis left. And I was like, I need that. Set one of those aside for me. So I picked that up when I got home. 
I realize that I already have that color, but that's okay. We're just going to run it, both of them, at the same time. When you ha- when you have so well, many baits that you crib. forget what you have, right? Yeah, it's terrible. Talk about so, first first world problems. You guys know the my main attraction for this show was was Evan Evan Shaw's. I failed miserably last year on the mini meatballs. Thanks, so Ryan. That's what. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> what is that? You didn't what? have boat stuff, though, and that's why. What was what was that? What did Swinky do? Did anybody else catch that? Uh, uh, I did. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I main attraction, dude. For me, that's what it was. I mean, it's Evan's booth, you know, and that's what that's what I wanted to spend my money on, and that's what I did. You know, it's just every year is different. You know, I've, I've, you guys know, I buy a lot of baits. I've spent a lot of money with a lot of people locally here. And it's just one of those things. I wanted to get some minis and and that's what I did. So I ended up with quite a few minis in varying colors. And I picked up probably what I would say is going to be the hottest miner that was on the rack. Eh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. What color did you have that's better than the one I got? The one that I have. What color is it? I'm not going to tell you. Blue deep diver. <laughs> exactly. Actually, that's what I got last year. I uh, did get the blue deep diver. Got the last blue deep year. diver. Why? What color did you get? I got that hot orange with the uh, the silver scale. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah yours dude. might be better. It's it's. I got yeah. that one in a mini. Yeah, so but the mini I got is like that orange yellow with black. It's almost like a nine dollar bass striping and then the gold scale yeah so i got the I'm, one minor a bunch of minis i'm pretty sure josh got that color uh that orange one in the meatball too mm-hmm. yeah i was standing there when he bought it <laughs> i was standing at quite right. a, i was standing at it quite a few places when josh was buying lures <laughs> that was good well, stuff. he bought bought lures in quite a few places so that i ended work. up i ended up with one hog from Leo and D's perch with my hook sharpener. And you guys know, I have to have more than one hoodie of every type. So I ended up with another Leo hoodie and, uh, I got one 10 inch boss from Paul. It was the second show in a row this year where I bought the last 10 inch boss hanging on the rack, bought the last one in Ohio. And I had to just make sure I let those guys know I was buying the last one for Mac. So I ended up with a really awesome, color too it's like a it's not even like a color that he paints normally it's kind of like a shaddy bait fishy is that a minnow or a shad bait 10 inch minnow okay so the 10 inch minnows i i bought those specifically for a reason this year we'll see how it pans out but there's a very specific thing i want to do with those which i'm not going to get into right at this present moment but uh yeah, I think that was probably the Leo. Oh, Mark King. I got uh, Mark King hooked me up with a glider. Uh, really sweet pattern. It's like kind of like that jungle perch. I don't know if you guys saw that one that he had. Um, I missed out. I didn't make it over there in time to get a, a Twitch bait, which I really wanted. But I got one. I know a guy. can always get one later at some point. But yeah, that was pretty much it, man. I, I kept it to to the, the minis, the minor, and just those couple of baits. And uh, I was more than happy with that that haul. So looking forward to fishing with that stuff. It's like time. It's time to get out there on the water. What is that? 
Tom's showing us. Just have to just have to run downstairs and take my mold off the stove. My perch skin poor grub. So it's pretty good, man. What uh I'm gonna completely avoid the the plastic pouring right now since you since you locked us on a two hour podcast with Well technically four hours. Two mics, two rubber mics, but so d- did you guys feel so I, I don't know the reason I asked you about the turnout is because I went back through and looked at the time lapse which I have not posted yet and it was crazy I felt like this year was busier than last year and I felt like it was sustained for much longer including the turnout on Sunday That's Ryan, what about oh go ahead Nick go ahead oh, Nick I was gonna say it seemed steadier Saturday morning the whole time that I was there than it did the last year. Like last year at three o'clock, we we're all standing around just looking at each other. Like this year was not like that at all. No, not at all. Uh, it was, I think Nick's right. Like this, the steadiness was, I think the biggest difference. I would honestly say just in terms of where our booth was located, we didn't see like the super heavy nine o'clock rush, you know, but we were busy the entire, the entire time all the way through. Let me tell you about it. Cause I think I'm the only one that was in the line. Cause you guys were yeah. already all in there. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the line was definitely different because I usually get there at like nine 30 ish, like cause doors are nine. Right. Yeah. So like, I'm always like a half hour after it. This is the first time where I had to wait like a long time at 930 and it wasn't like they were doing anything different. That line went all the way out that door, snake down that bottom level, up the steps and made a huge S at the top. And so like we it moved quick, but like the line was buzzing at 930 and like people were talking about like specific baits. I just feel like it's never like that. People are just like wait in line and like get in there and go but to the, like this time like people were like excited about it and talking about it like asking people like talking to people us in the line which was weird like so i don't know it was definitely a different vibe coming in what did you feel like what were people there for you know if if you could give a vibe f- of of outside the show like muscular's generally trout worms they weren't they weren't there for butterflies no i heard people talk about like spray bomb like people were talking, people were just talking about like I don't know, just stuff like specific lures. Like oh, I'm going for this. What are you guys going for? I'm like it was ever- all across the board. It just I feel like it's it's not like that. Like where people are just openly discussing it in the line to get a ticket to go in. Dude, it was I'll crazy. Say, it yeah, was Ryan. different because I mean Nate's explaining that Ryan, you and I went out right not too too far before it opened up, and we were kind of shocked that there wasn't that many people. But it, I don't think anybody showed up right until the last minute when it was going to open because, yeah, we didn't see that when we were first out there. No, we, we went out and I was talking to Cody Fye out and he was telling me about some things going on. And I know, Ryan, you were out there and like we were kind of looking around like, dude, there's nobody here. <laughs> like, like, what's going on? Really? And yeah, it was like. I didn't know that. It was like half the what, what would you would normally see out there. I don't even think it was half that, you know, like we're looking around thinking. Oh, this isn't good, but yeah, I mean, it just, just like that, you walk away for 15, 20 minutes and then now, you know, the line's like out the front door. So, so do you, one thing I noticed, and I, I wonder if this kind of ties in with that <clears throat> is 
I, I feel like there were a lot of new musky fishermen there and like a lot of people that were just getting into it. I saw a lot Lux of people effect. buying rods and nets and, and reels and things like that going out the doors. A, a lot of big nets going out the door, bump boards, stuff like, like, like the essential musky equipment. So, I mean, you know, when we talk about the fact that it didn't seem like the normal places were getting maybe the same foot traffic that they have in the past and, you know, it wasn't lined up the night before necessarily like it has been in the past, you know, maybe we're seeing a, a little bit of a, a whole new group of, of people starting to show up at this show that haven't been there in the past for lack of a better sense. So, you know, you're not going to, they don't know to show up nine hours early if they want a baker or, or whatever it might be uh, because they just haven't dealt with it yet. That's you know, a good point. Also, you know, what also is weird now that I think about it, there were like five couples, like, like guys in their twenties with like girlfriends behind us, like all younger guys, but like, then like I brought my daughter and my dad and like, there was another like older couple and another, like there were a lot of like families and stuff, which I feel like that, that seemed more this time than before. Also, like I know a lot, families of, a lot of guys, a lot of guys in line being like, no, babe, you got to understand it's the fish of 10,000 casts. It's super hard to catch. You got to totally understand it. We got to spend all guys, this money on it. I mean, let's be honest. A lot honest, of guys that better... won't be bringing their girlfriends next year. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, let's be honest. What better, what better romantic Like we said, new musky fishermen. That's a win-win for every couple. You get away for the weekend at the musky show, you know. Oh, I agree. You just have to be crazy like us to really buy into that. Right. You know yeah, who the... wants to come next year? Mm -hmm. See? That's awesome, though. The queen, the tiger that's, queen. But that's beautiful. I mean, honestly, like if, if, if Lynn came, you know, that would give my wife more you know, reason to come and spend more time there. You know, it's it's like that's kind of what what it's all about man just getting more people involved and you know it's just a positive the whole weekend was positive you know it was just a very very good good vibes all the way around and you know we're not we're not nearly done with everything but you know i hey you guys didn't even ask me about my haul what'd you get holy What's crap in the bag? let's hear it we missed owen ian's guys didn't even ask oh i feel bad now <laughs> Oh yeah, this guy cleaned house on the gift cards and stuff. I forgot. Oh hey, yeah, hey, that was hey. gonna be the that was gonna be the the. I was gonna say that I was uh, happy that I got to benefit. I think this was the first year that I benefited as being a, a bait maker in the sense that, other bait makers, if I'd go over to their their booth like Ryan Painter, I went over. I'm like, all right, dude, I've been looking at this. Like, this is the one I want. You know, like pull on my wallet and he's like no 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 he's like i'll just come over to your booth and and i'll i'll pick something out from your booth you know it was just kind of like hey i want something of yours you want something of mine it's cool you know that type of uh of a vibe same thing with jake latkovic uh he he wanted something of mine and i was like nah dude just i'll come right over there and i i grabbed a big old black perch shad net uh who else? There was someone else, someone else I bartered with uh, for a bait. But anyways, it was just kind of cool that. Didn't you say you I got one of Ryan Painters? I did. Yeah, 
I got one of his catfish. Uh, one of the it was like a it's a, like a neon. It's like a white neon catfish. Um, but yeah, I got I got that. I got oh, I also got a blue water baits. I got the nine inch herring. Nick, did I tell? I don't know if I told you that. You sent me a picture of it. Yeah. Yep, and I got it in Lawton, which is one of my favorite my favorite patterns. I seem to go heavy on the greens this year. So I got so I got that. I, I traded for a shad net. Oh no, I traded for two shad nets. Uh, I traded for the Ryan Painter uh catfish. I bought a blue water bait. I bought a 10-inch deep threat from BNN, and that was in the the crackle frog, and it is one of my favorite patterns that I've seen. I mean, like they just nailed it on this thing. I was like, all right, I gotta buy that. And then I also bought a, uh, I think it's a seven seven or seven and a half inch Baker. How how does he? Seven and a half inch, yeah. Seven and a half inch Baker. Uh, also in another like green, it's not a green crackle, but it's, it's a chartreuse and, and green color. I bought one of Mark King's, uh, new Twitch baits. I forget the name, the hedgehog. The name of it. Yes. The hedgehog. That's I wanted it. Yes. So I bought one of those and I also from BNN, I bought one of their beaver baits. So I have never fished a beaver. Well, BNN doesn't make the beef. BNN brought no, the beef. No, no, yeah. no, no. BNN brought the beef. Yeah. But so from the BNN booth, I bought the beef. So That's what that was. Lots of you should have got a beef since you're from the beef. Huge beef. I don't yeah, know I, how to troll those. Yeah, the beefs don't have a lip. <laughs> yeah. So, but so that was my kind of like my my you know what I spent money on or or traded stuff for. But then I threw a couple of tickets into the the musky max what was it the super raffle how i don't know how sean you know you put you put tickets in and you, you could get a 200 leo gift card you get a 200 uh wiley gift card or 200 towards the i i forget what that like the tow hitch company and so i ended up in true owen fashion i won the raffle because I've I have like this history of winning raffles going back to golf tournaments like for years, and I always joked it, like you know when you play in a golf tournament like there's skill prizes you know closest to the pin longest drive things like that. Well, I always say that like my my skill prize was always the raffle because I always seem to win something. So I won the Leo raffle. I'm sorry, I won the uh, Wiley raffle. And got $200 worth of Wiley Bates. And I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. That uh, that definitely added to my stash. I had I got two fat bodies. I got one straight. I want to say... Is that I don't a know. six and a half inch killer or something King like Jr., that? I think. Yeah, King Jr. That's oh. Is that what it is? Yep, I think okay, so. Okay, so do you guys... Can you guys look at the picture that I posted? Because the two top Wiley baits, I have questions about. What because the of the jointed? Yeah, the jointed. Look at the joint, like the the top Wiley bait. The That's front the king, portion, right? The front portion of the bait is the majority of the length, right? 
then the second the, one's the head shaker. Second one, okay, so the head shaker, that's the like the, the head is substantially shorter. smaller than the yes. body. Yeah. So Donnie, you so tell me a little bit like what's the difference in action there? Because I've never fished either. I can't wait to, but I, I haven't fished either. I mean, truthfully, Nick or Ryan could probably speak to it a little better than I can. I mean, I've right. fished them, but I know those guys fish them a lot more. So I can't um, find the picture here. I got it. I got the picture. I mean, so, he's basically just asking what's the yeah. difference between a king and a head shaker. So the head shakers are shallow, shallower. Yes. Okay. The head, the head shaker was developed by Dale to fish over weeds. Okay. And if you look at the act, the action on that, the head shaker is exactly what it is. The, the head of that bait shakes a lot more than like, say the body overall. There's a very distinct like head shaking of the bait. And the whole, per- the whole point is like Dale tells a story with those baits, like running them over weeds, like Cannon Dota. Yeah. In the year, like tip your rod up and, and Dale t- tells a story about how he needed something to be able to fish over those weeds and talking about like with your rods, you know, how typically rod tips in the water. Well, Dale will take that and he'll take his rod tip and tip it up. Tip it tip down, it tip it up, tip it down, and work those weed pockets with that bait. So, like, it's it is. I mean, it's it's a shallower running bait, but that doesn't mean it's not going to go deeper. You know, I just think it was built for that. The kings, I think, are probably aside from the deep diver, Nick, probably one of his more deeper diving baits. Yeah, they're right neck and neck. I think for how deep they'll get. I yeah. think probably the wily I have mo- the most experience with would be the the fat bodies. And I really dig them. I, I mean, I think this is probably my fourth or fifth fat body now. Uh, but, you know, again, everyone can take what I buy with a grain of salt because I barely fished what I what I bought last year. So, well, you know, what, what I'm what I'm buying is is more or less irrelevant to the uh, the, the general public. That head shaker you got run that thing early season. And that that shad pattern fat body is going to be good on all of our reservoirs. And yeah, just just so you know, I thought that, of that one thinking of Donnie. That other, yeah, he's giving you a thumbs down. That other fat body you got, you notice the teal on that? Yeah, that's a color that Dale used to paint years ago. And if you talk to Todd Young, he'll tell you he has a couple of baits in that pattern, and they do not, they do not look brand new. Let me just say that. Like that, and I know that because I know Dano bought that color from him in a very specific pattern with that teal. Well, yeah, I mean that's a pattern you don't see, like. That's not a pattern you walk into anyone's booth and see. And for our listeners, it's basically a black. It's a black body with a teal and silverish, like teal three teal um, dots, but kind of like a teal silverish head to it. Uh, so it's. I don't know, man. It's it's definitely not something you see. Like you walk into Dicks and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I can get a Fire Tiger, or I can get a you know a Black on Black, or whatever." Like this is definitely an an interesting bait. And I didn't tell you guys this. I actually didn't send you guys this. I don't know if you, in the PA Musky uh, page Facebook group, yeah, there was a a post today about uh, the Glendale Lake. Did you see that Shh. guy? Guy caught it. Guy um, posted a picture of his dad from like two, like 1999 or 2000 with a big 52 and a quarter inch muskie out of Glendale Lake. Well, 
that guy, I guess he and my dad were buddies back in the day. And he used to always say to me, do you ever hear about Jeremy Trexel? And I'm like, no, I've never heard that name, but apparently mm -hmm. he's part of the, you know, chapter 16. Well, it's his dad that was buddies yeah. with my dad and caught this 52 and looking at the post, it was like his third 50 out of Glendale Lake between 1998 and 2003 or something like that. So anyways, that's a complete and total aside and you can it's, ignore it for, for all intents. It's funny because I bought, I have a, I have a couple baits from Jeremy that I bought off of him. One of which is a black Ladiano jerk bait. Well, the, this bait was a black Wiley that he, that the lip was out of yeah. that he found in his dad's tap, tackle box. And that's why he posted this picture. Yeah. And it was like, okay, that made me think about a black Wiley, you know, anyways, it's kind of a random Random thought there. It's funny you brought Glendale up, though. You know, it's, but I mean, this is these are fish from 1998 to 2003. That's yeah. big. That's big fish lake there. Dude, it's at least a hundred inches now. That's oh, a, I mean, at least seventy four plus. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard he released it into the river, and it was been spotted around Heinz Field. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I seen it. I seen it. Pure but, strain. <laughs> This is pure strain. I do love that. Uh, <laughs> slightly back on track. I love that the color of that king you got, Owen. Yeah, that's like a, gold and black with the orange belly, orange yeah. head. Well, you know what? When you win the when you win that raffle, it's at the end of Sunday. So really, you don't have exactly your pick of a litter yeah. choice of choice of baits, and that's you know they're. I mean, dude, I'm so not picky about things. I could, I have so little experience fishing all this stuff. I'm happy to get something. You know, I don't care about a, a particularly particular color or pattern, but I'm really happy. Dude, I mean, it just doesn't suck to win a raffle. Right. At all. That, that blue frog king you have is a good one, too. I don't know a lot of guys running that color, but he makes it the for a reason. The which one? Whatever the straight the... straight one you got? Straight body. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. King Jr. I'm pretty sure is that's that a, that a St. Clair uh, staple bait. Yes, it For is. For some reason I always like the, the King Juniors over there. I forgot to mention I did get a fat body too. I'm not gonna tell you what color it's in. The only other fat or the only other Wiley that I have in that black and teal color that you're talking about, Owen. Is one that I picked up at the swap meet. Some guy had. It does look cool. Yep. After so that was, that's my haul. Uh, spent a little bit of money, traded a bunch, and won a raffle. So I did all right. Can I ask how you guys you? a? Go ahead, Nick. Oh, I was gonna say, how was the? How were you? Were you pleased with the big O sales? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it. And again, came down to people buying smaller baits. So uh, I almost sold out of double eights. You know, I almost sold out of eight, nine combos. But the double tens, I might have sold one or two. And out of, you know, when you build 10 or 15 or 20 of those things, it, it makes your booth look like, you know, oh, you didn't sell much when, you know, there's very little purchase of this one thing where, you know, there's, I sold a lot of baits, 
Um, and actually I've sold a whole bunch here in the last couple of days, just shipping them out, you know, from people from Max that wanted different things or asking me, you know, give me your inventory after musky max and I've sent them my inventory and they're ordering baits, which is awesome. Uh, but dude, the, I mean, the sales, the traffic, everything was 100%, you know, better than previous years. And I can only credit that to really this podcast because I haven't done anything to, to sell my baits, you know, <laughs> above and beyond the occasional mention on this podcast. And I don't even post much on Instagram. So, you know, I, I appreciate people coming out and I, I appreciate people spending money at the booth and I really appreciate people coming out and just talking to us and spending time with us. And, you know, that was awesome, man. Like just the whole, the whole weekend being able to spend time with listeners and just hear about what they like, what, what they want to hear, man. It was just, it was just an awesome weekend bait sales is is kind of regardless of of what what uh i guess the the grand the grand scheme of the entire weekend because i could have sold almost nothing and it still would have been an awesome weekend but selling yeah. some baits obviously helps out so what do you guys think was the average amount of money spent by an individual at musky max 2023 Cause I've, I I'd, talked, I I'd talked like to, to hear, I, I, I want to hear this because I, I have my thoughts. I talked to a lot of people and people were like, not shy about telling me how much money they spent. And I was completely blown away at what, what I believe the average was. So what do you guys think was the average amount of money spent per individual at that show? 500 bucks. I'd say 500 plus. 500 plus? I was going to say 600. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 601, Bob. Oh. <laughs> I feel like it's tough because there's a lot of people. You don't realize how many people will just come and maybe pick up only one thing. So I'd say like two to 500, somewhere. Okay. There. All right. Nate, bud. Yeah. Well, I was, was kind of on the same lines, but then I was just thinking of people that go like buck wild and drive exactly. it up the other end. Exactly. So For then, every one of those, there's a Ryan Reed or a Donnie Swink or a Ryan Tiger Hale King shipping yeah. priority boxes back. I'll say three fifty. Okay. Hey, since oh. Owen's not here, we need to. Oh, there he comes. Never mind. Three fifty. Three fifty was the was the number that I had in my head because I'm thinking just like along what Nick said, you got people that are going to go and spend zero. You got people that are wives, girlfriends, kids, all these things. Like if you were really to average it out, like average it out based on how many people walked in the door. Right. But if, but if you average it out based on who's spending money, like, you know, the guys that are, you know, the actual spenders, it might be in excess of 500 to $600. I talked to about, I'm going to say between six and eight people. Okay. And granted, I might be talking to the wrong people here, but not a single person I talked to spent less than $1,200 at that show. What? <laughs> what? Not a single person that I talked to spent less than $1,200 at that show. How many ATM fees? Yeah. 
like yeah, I said, Instagram was Brandon. My ATM fees, I might be in there too. <laughs> Brandon bought eighty dollars worth of lures, and that's comparable comparable to like the average person walking in there and leaving with a boat. He bought yeah. two lures. That's unheard of. So, I mean, I I was just curious what you guys thought. Now, granted, mine are skewed because the guys that I talk to spend money. Obviously, right. yeah. Right. Who the hell you did know, you talk to? I'm not. I'm not giving names. <laughs> Well, I mean, if, you, if, if you're if you're waiting in line, you know, or if you are, you know, if you're really knee deep into this, this hobby, if we we're going to call it that, uh, it's easy to spend twelve hundred bucks. I mean, you buy one rod. Yeah. You, you know, four hundred dollars right there. Real three hundred dollars right there. That's you know, again, bumps. I do want to I do want to offer up. I really do think that we should offer to do a seminar next year just on absolute bare bones. If you, you know, if you're here, cause that place is overwhelming, man. Like if you are a total beginner and you only have, if you don't have $1,200 to go and spend at Muskie max, your wife, you know, we all, <laughs> we all deal with it. You know, you're going to go to a, your first Muskie show where are you going to spend your money? You're not going to tell your wife you came home with a $400 rod in a $300 reel. Mm-hmm. You're going to, then you've exactly. got to spend another $500 in lures, 200 exactly. bucks on leaders and line. So, you know, like kind uh, of like just went beginner... to get set up for musky fishing, babe. Only spent 2,500 bucks. It's so easy for us to look at it and, and say, we can spend that money. But as an absolute beginner, that's pretty damn intimidating, you yeah. know, to hear that people spend twelve hundred dollars at and a show like that. The thing of it is, is you know, like everybody I talk to, I know for sure in my mind, like you know, I'll even include myself. I didn't spend that type of money at this show. I mean, the rod holders hurt, but honestly, like that's that was probably the thing I needed the most out of everything, you know, like right. if I'm gonna troll, so. I mean, just a couple hundred bucks on rod holders. That's, that is what it is. But like, there isn't a guy in there that's been doing this for X amount of time that needs to walk into a show and spend $1,200. That is, I think, I was going to say, I think this is a business opportunity for Owen. Anybody that's, you know, worried about somebody finding out about this, we can, oh, yeah. we can draw up some on letterhead paperwork, make it look like you got a DUI. Exactly. You know what? We need a retainer fee of twelve hundred dollars. Yep. Yep. To be payable. All charges were dropped. Thank goodness. Nick, I thought I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say he was offering a big O's tackle box consulting venture. That too. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a percentage that comes off of that, you know. (laughs) We gotta do this tackle box idea at some point, but I, I have another question for you guys. Because we're approaching two hours here soon. What I want to ask you guys what your favorite Musky Max moment was from 2023. There was a lot of That's them. That's hard. Yeah. There was a lot I mean, of them. I, there's a bunch of them. I have like a list in my phone of like you could scroll through, but. All right. So let me go ahead and say this. So we've talked on the podcast in the past about me buying all the shit for airbrushing and bucktail and rubber and everything from a guy named George, George McGrady. Right. So who shows up at the booth on, on Saturday, George, George McGrady. 
Unreal. And he's like, he's like, you know what? I, I, I was know you bought all your shit from George. He's like, I I was driving to St. Clair one time and you know, I heard your one of your podcasts. I'm like, I swear that's the guy who came and bought all the shit off me in my garage. Because I, I bought literally paid $150 for everything that he had bait making wise in the garage. And that's what led me to bucktail making and airbrushing. And, and that that's what led Tom. All sure the shit did. I gave Tom, everything I gave Tom is from George McGrady. And I told George, Everything. like, nothing against George, but it's, I thought, honestly, he was, like, an elderly Three, three Rivers member that had passed, and, like, I inherited his rubber-making supplies because he was, like, nope. elderly. George he's, is, like, he's our age. Yeah, he's our I, age. I didn't know that. So, hi, and George. He's an extremely talented fisherman, too. He catches a ton of fish. He's won the numbers in Chapter 16, I think, the last two or three years. Yep. Uh, he usually and- has the big fish, too. We'll so, yeah, George so George, on, maybe. so that was awesome because, you know, it was kind of like, I'm not that involved with chapter 16 to really, you know, I've never seen George at, at the lore swap or anything like that. So I've never got a chance to talk to him about that, but he connected the dots and it was really cool of him to stop by and say hello at the booth. So I have to say that might be my top, my top musky max 2023 moment because it was kind of like a full circle type of thing where it all comes back around this is 2017 or 2018 that i bought this shit like this is not last year or two years ago um and so it was it was just really a full circle type of thing where i've i've gotten my start with georgia's stuff tom's now gotten his start with georgia's stuff i mean that's just it's pretty cool Wow. My mind is point. kind of blown right now. $150. I mean, we're, don't get me wrong. We're not best buddies or anything. I, I've never fished with George, but I've known George since the first year I started musky fishing. Uh, him and Jesse used to fish together a whole lot. And Jesse lives close to me. So I know all those guys. And I had no idea that's where all your stuff came from. Yeah. So honestly, like Tom said, we'd love to have George. I'll reach out to George and see if uh, I'd love to have him on because he fishes like crazy, man. And I remember being in his garage when I went to buy this stuff. And here I am buying like $150 worth of like all this bait making stuff. And I look at his wall and he's got like six trolling rods. He's got six casting rods and he's got all these reels. And, And I'm like, holy shit. Like at this time, I don't I have one bootleg musky rod. You know, it was like a Fenwick seven foot six. <laughs> you bought it off a Napod in the parking it, it, lot. Like, I mean, it was it was as ghetto as you could could be. And I'm like, holy shit, man, this guy is like a god. I'm like, oh, like, you know, the gold, you know, there's like gold light when I walk into his garage. Like, it's like everything I ever wanted in my life is right here in this garage. And it was it was cool, man. Like I said, it just kind of brings things full full circle. Yep. That's awesome. Who else has something for Musky Max? I'll go. I mean, it was for me, it was like just selling like how people made me feel special for having such like stupid worms. Like I literally had just brought some practice grubs and my buddies like and not even like people I didn't know too. like people I'd never met. They like I, they cleaned me out. And one of the people actually was Greg Thomas of all people. And I think my if I had to pick like my favorite moment, it was like talking to Greg. But then I sent Greg with some black baits. They were like practice baits. So these baits, 
they were plastic that I had left, like we were talking about with Mike, the pucks, little leftover pucks. And once you combine them, you end up with like a nasty color. So it's pretty common to just black it out, make black with it, right? So I made some black baits, and one was one that I gave to Greg. Very thankful for it. Walked away. Maybe 15 minutes later, Greg Thomas comes back, and he his arms are black, like up to his elbows, from the black dye in the bait. It bled all over him. He he just came back to tell me. He's like, yeah, that one bleeds a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah. So, sorry about that. I hope it, didn't, hope it didn't harm our future business relationship, him buying more rubber off me, but I dyed Greg Thomas black. That was not where I thought you were going with that one. <laughs> yeah, dyed dyed his arms black. Oh man, that's why you had to buy. Did he? Didn't he pick up a hoodie from you, Owen? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Tom ruined his shirt. I ruined his hoodie, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he bought the hoodie before that. But but yes, uh, Greg Thomas stopped by and bought a hoodie, and uh, you know. Just the response to the hoodies was really, really positive. So that I didn't say that about the bait, bait purchases, but yeah, having Greg Thomas want to, you know, at least have something big O's bucktails related, you know, like that. These guys have seen a million. And he wore it. I saw musky designs wearing it. It wasn't like he just bought it. They've seen a million musky designs. They've seen a million musky sweatshirts. So the fact that somebody wanted that was awesome. And again, shout out to Tom for the design and Anytime. Muldoon, everybody. Um, yeah, you had he, a, you had a huge interest in all the the grubs and everything, especially matching them up, taking people from the booth over by you to yeah. find the perfect match for the spinner baits and everything. It, it was a huge hit. Yeah, man, it blew my mind. It was like nothing. Like that was, I mean, it was so small and stupid. Like honestly, like the curly tail grubs, right? Like it's as basic as it gets, but like that was like a childhood dream. It was just like going to an expo and selling some lures. But then it was and, like and I was, every and, every person that bought a spinner bait, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, and I was tall? amazed. Yeah, and I was amazed at the amount of like, <laughs> it's funny, like the old guys that fished the river that came up and they were just buying stacks. Like, oh, we're gonna use these for walleye, just clearing out like stacks of ten at a time, like. Like, oh, I can't believe we found these little grubs. Like, I, I, like little niche people that I never expected to care at all were, like, interested in them. It was cool. It just felt good. It was like a feel-good weekend, and it went too quick. 2024 yep. hoodie. Worms by Tom. Yeah. Got to start Worms working on the 2024 Tom. hoodie. <laughs> Hopefully Worms cooler thing. Oh. Hopefully more than curly tail grubs and trout just, worms in twenty. Just a bunch of different colored penises on a sweatshirt. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ray drag them. Just troll them along with top water. They're really speaking, top water baits. Mm-hmm. Speaking of those, I'm not going to say it. Those did 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 anybody find something in one of their hats? Maybe at some point during this weekend. I I did when I woke up. <laughs> so you did find it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, in I don't fact, remember. I, I about found this. it, and I, I forget who I presented it to. Like I brought it to someone. I'm like the whole I breakfast found... table. Yeah, I'm like I found this. Wow, found this okay. little guy. I, I was curious if you found it. I uh, I want to tell. I think probably, I want to tell you what my favorite moment was because this wasn't even at the show. It was. It was literally. What was that Saturday night? Nate Bud decided to stay. And we well, ended he decided up... to leave, then come back, and then stay. Yeah. So. Oh my god! You guys was... giggling. Yes. Okay. So anybody that knows, anybody that knows when Nate Bud and I are in the same room to sleep, it's not good. 
Yeah, it's just not. I know that from Hunk's Weekend. It's like, it's like sleeping problem. with cheerleaders, giggly something, high school girls. Something it's always happens that's hilarious that we can't. It's like two hours of giggling. Uh, and then so we stop, and then somebody starts again. And before you know you it, it's 4.30 in the morning. And it explodes, yep. So we get, in, we get into the hotel room, and Owen's been asleep for about 17 hours at this point. And he's, he's out cold. <laughs> And like Nate, Nate goes to get on the couch and we're looking for a blanket and there's no blanket in that hotel room. All right. So he's like, well, I need a pillow. So he walks over to Owen, who's sleeping on a stack of four pillows and <laughs> proceeds to grab this pillow with two, like two pinch fingers. Like, think about this, like pinching the corner of the pillow Jenga block style and just slides it like ever so slowly and just delicately and slides this pillow out from, <laughs> from Owen's head. He looks at me and he's like, got it. <laughs> sleep tight, my prince. It's, it's like, sleep, tight. sleep tight, my prince. So we're, we're sitting there and we're talking about this. He starts telling me about this idea about setting up essentially a couch in a, in a booth space next year. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he's telling me what we're going to do with this is we're going to set up a mic. And we're just going to let everybody come over and say, What's in their bag? Sit them yeah. down. Tell that's me what's actually, in That's bag. not a bad idea. So what Listen did it. you... Or turn it into a confessional. <laughs> like, what's in your bag? What's in your it, bag slash confessional? It was a real fluid dream we were having when we were discussing it. It was the couch first in the booth, but then it turned into bringing these Three River Stadium seats, and someone can yeah. just sit with me. Mm-hmm. And that's... So that was it, but then... Yeah, we, I don't know, we were just talking about what people would say. <laughs> and he literally looks at me and like, uh, pre- like, keep in mind, like he's pretending to have a conversation with like this dude at the, in himself. Okay. So he's holding the mic. He's actually he's, interviewing the person. He's like interviewing yeah. the person. And he's like, he like tips the mic and he's like, <laughs> he's like, hi, I'm Gary from India. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm Gary from Indiana. He's like, I got a glider, a jerkbait, and whatever else he said. Like, he just ripped like four of them off in a row. He's like, I got a crankbait, a glider, and you know. And yeah, thanks, well, thanks, Gary. Like, and then he turns the mic and he just looks at me. He's like, thanks, Gary. Dude, I lost it, dude. I lost it, and we couldn't stop laughing thanks, for like Gary. two and a half hours. It was Owen brutal. told me he heard us giggling the whole oh, time. Oh, 100%. I, well, I engaged with you guys a little bit, like before you, before. I don't remember that. I, at least maybe, maybe that was the time before. I don't know. So, but, oh man. Going back to Hunk's, giggling. going back to Hunk's weekend last year, it was, we were watching Ben Stone's episode from Sweden. Mm-hmm. You were giggling <laughs> nice like high school spikes, girls. Nice spikes, Ben. <laughs> nice spikes, Ben. Yeah. I can't remember what you said. You said something about coffee or something. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, I said Vanta Fresca. <laughs> Vanta Fresca. So it started all over again and it lasted all night and I we couldn't sleep because of that. But I think oh. I think my other favorite part was listening to Nate Bud's songs. Oh yeah, we'll have to include some. Uh, no, we don't. Wait, we don't we'll want to get too far version. into this. No, no, we don't <laughs> want to get too far into this because we're going to have a special. We're going to have something for our listeners down the road a little bit. Special we're, listening party. Yeah, 
We're yeah. we're gonna put put a little something together, and it's gonna be special. Special, <laughs> very we special. Together. We, we get together, get together and lay down some tracks. Gold. If you listen, you you might have heard some <laughs> of it if you follow Nate Bud on Instagram or Chasing Tales four one two. And might his have burner heard, accounts. <laughs> you might have heard some of uh you know Canada Queen. Uh, I don't know what else. Let's see. Yeah. Worms Worms by Tom. Worms by Tom. Tom hasn't even listened to it. I still haven't listened to it. I told Nate I got to be ready for it's got to be the right time. There's no right time. Yeah, trolling at Pimey. Yeah, on the lake after fish. That sounds like my kind of song. Dude, it's Mm -hmm. so good. That one is so good. I got a new one, but I got to lay it down to some music first. And I haven't (laughs) released it yet. I go into work real early and go go into my classroom and just real quick record it before anybody else gets there. Could you imagine being one of the students and like you walk in early, you're hoping to get help with your math homework? You Give me one a sec. Let me lay this track down. Can I Sing go to it? Queen? <laughs> exactly. I, I Warn me while I'm working. I picture him like dancing around too, like no, like nobody's watching. Some poor child dance, standing dance, in the dance like no one's watching. Uh, bother me while I'm cleaning my room. <laughs> this all this all started. We were we were in like a heated like song battle at work the one day. That's that's where I found out about Nate Bud's singing abilities. My life's I, stupid. I I plan on taking full advantage of you. I told Tom, I told Tom when we were fishing today, it's from my brother and I sitting in, uh, we took turns. We had to run, run point in the bedroom with the fucking cassette tape. And we listened to DVE when the comedy cut came on. He's like, bored. And so we had cassette tapes that we ripped off of DVE from all the comedy cuts. We'd make our own songs. Oh, all of them. Yeah. Done. That's it. CSI Pittsburgh. All right, who else? Who has? Who else has a favorite Max moment? I don't want to monopolize here. Well, I can keep going. I I think. I mean, Tom's success was really cool. I mean, that was cool to see that from a just because from the beginning to the end and be like, damn, this is really neat. And then Thanks, um, man. Latkovic winning best in show. Or, I mean, yeah, best buddy. Com- that that was super dope because I was talking with him when he won. He didn't even hear it. We were like, go up and go, <laughs> like go. We had to like. I forget one of you were with me when he was me and you, Nate. Yeah, Yeah. and we were we're like, dude, they just called your name, and like the shock on his face. That was super cool to see. But I would say bringing my daughter for her first, um, like serious kind of fishing event, and she she was like really overwhelmed. She's five. I don't know if that's it, but she was like super overwhelmed. But she got a free lure from Banging Bottoms, which like we can't. She can't cuddle with it in her bed because it's got treble hooks, but. (laughs) Take them I mean, off. It, but she, well, right. But she would if she could. And I, the the hunks were on in my car earlier this week. And she said, those are the guys from the show. She knew the voices. It was wild. <laughs> she like, and again today, when I picked her from daycare, it happened again. She's like, I heard them say musky. I mean, that's cool. So I think that was, that was a, a highlight. And this girl is the coolest girl ever. Got, got busted in daycare with her trout worms, by the way. Oh yeah. She smuggled, she smuggled a dime bag of grubs into daycare. Uh-huh. And and the teacher, the teacher was like, "Hey, you know, you're not supposed to bring outside toys in." And I was like, "What did she bring in?" 
She was like, it was a bag of rubber worms. And I was like, oh. <laughs> she was showing my friends. She was, she was like, she, I was like, Lena, what'd you do? She was like, oh, I was just showing my friends. I was like, I saw That's my awesome. dealer this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. She had the little bag of pink and purple. Little blue and, worms. Yeah. Which are now everywhere in my house. But no, that was that was it. That was a big, a big plus. Did you teach her the trick to like suck it in your nose and no. put it out of your mouth yet? No. That'd, that'd be real. That'd be a daycare gem. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, she went a lot of friends there, but we can't do that. <laughs> That's awesome. Who else, Ryan? What was your favorite moment from the show? Yeah, I want to hear Ryan's favorite moment. I know. I think just getting to the show. You guys made me feel at home. It's like we've known each other for, geez, for eons. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, talking to you guys like we've we've been friends forever. Uh, meeting everybody. Talking to Todd Leo Party, I mean, even after the show, talking to Evan, all those guys. I mean, everybody was welcoming. They all knew where I came from, um, Sean, all that. I think that was uh, – it touched me pretty pretty hard. Um, I mean, I don't know. Coming all the way across the country from this tiny little tiger world and going over there, I mean, I mean, tigers got pointy fins or round fins? Which one's better? <laughs> I got to check Facebook. Ask your <laughs> local bass fisherman. Jury's still at <laughs> – no, I think that's it, man. You guys, you guys made me feel at home. That's for sure. So it was that's awesome, awesome man. Because honestly, welcome. that's yeah, that's that's kind of what we what we want, man. And hopefully, that's gonna re you know relate into you coming in here more often. Maybe not just for for Musky Max, but maybe to come in and fish. You know, screw that. You guys are coming here. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I'm one hundred percent in for that. One hundred percent here. And how could we forget the ice cream sandwiches? Oh man, <laughs> I was we even for touched. To say it. Uh, We're we that was going to be a dark, a dark section here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're sitting. Yeah, ice cream it. sandwiches could be going down a dark rabbit hole here. We're that sitting was right around things going. A whole two hours of that sitting at that table. That's appropriate to get into that now after Donnie goes because we're at like the two hour point and that's when things usually get weird anyway. So we can talk about the lobby after Donnie. I'm not sure if that will ever be appropriate to be discussed again. I don't feel that it was appropriate at the time. <laughs> it still doesn't feel like it. I've, I've never been happier that I went to bed. Oh. Uh, you, no, you, you, you missed it. <laughs> But from my understanding, the people are scarred from this whole thing. I've I've been scarred from enough uh, from enough situations. I don't need to be scarred from a musky musky uh, weekend. Yeah, this is a brutal one. I I I came up and wanted to get a shower immediately, just cleanse. But yeah, we're not going to get into that. Swinky, what was your favorite show moment? Oh man, I, I mean, I kind of feel like I'm stealing this from Nate, but a little bit. But it was really cool that uh, my wife and my daughter came out Saturday, and I got to introduce them to you know everybody. A lot of the musky friends that you know my wife only hears about most of the time, and actually, you know, get to show off my daughter a little bit to everybody. So that was really cool. But uh, I would also say just you know. I owe Owen a big thank you for this, but being able to be there Friday night for the first time ever, I think all of you guys have all been a part of that before, but this was the first time for me to to kind of see it. You know, I, I was behind the scenes a little bit last year, but it was still only, I, I got there 
an hour early on Saturday. You know, it wasn't really seeing the setup and that kind of stuff. Like I got to witness Friday night a little bit more and really get to mingle with some of the local bait makers and everything was just it's, really, really it's cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to like kind of have that in, it seems silly, but having that insider access, like just to the, even like the littlest degree is kind of cool, you know, just to see everyone setting up and, you know, being able to talk to everyone behind the scenes. I've always thought that was like one of the biggest benefits of being a, a bait maker. If you're going to, if you're going to, uh, you know, get a, a booth at Musky Max Friday evening is a part of it, you know, setting up, talking to everyone and getting to know everyone. Yeah, absolutely. That was, yeah. uh, that was definitely an incredible experience. Uh, so thank you, Owen, for right. allowing me to be a part of that. Because it's that the musky hunks really now. Cool. It's, it's a, it's not me. Like we have a, a joint booth. It's big O's and musky hunks. So it's, it's us now guys. And I'm still pretty sure I didn't pay for it. I spent a lot of money this weekend, <laughs> but I don't remember anything going towards a booth. So I, I sold worms out of the booth. And I don't know who it is. It was crazy how many people, you know, sp- you know, said that they listened to all the sh- shows and, uh, yeah, just kind of humbling to see how many people listen. Mm-hmm. So there was a couple. Yeah, that was really um, cool. There was a couple that drove. I want to say like three, three and a half hours from Maryland, I believe. I can't remember if they were just into West Virginia or, but it was right at the Maryland border. They said they were yeah, from. So husband and wife and they came and like the what it what really struck me is that it was the wife she was like i listen to you guys all the time she was Mm. like i like i am i listen to every single episode i she wanted she wanted a a hoodie she wanted t-shirts i mean it was awesome you know it was just like the fact that you know i don't i don't want to you know we don't we're we're not exactly like we're not exactly like trying to attract a a diverse audience, but we seem to be getting it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I talked to the same couple and she, you know, she talked about some of the videos and the podcast and everything. And it was just super cool. Like hearing that they're fishing and they're catching like a lot of fish. Like she had like a really good year last year, you know, on the Potomac and that was, you know, when, whenever I kind of went there, it was more or less like a, a joke with, with Nate Bud's whole thing in the couch. But like my favorite moment and, and aspects of this show is talking to all the guys that were there that just getting started into musky fishing, whether they've watched one of my videos or listened to the podcast or whatever, and getting to have like one-on-one conversations with people, whether it's a couple, you know, whether it's somebody that's been fishing for way longer than I have that just getting back into muskies like there were so many different examples of people at this show and it seemed like a lot of guys were just getting getting into it or getting back into it after x amount of years and to hear like some of the stories and like just questions in general like hey what what's your opinion on a bait and to have these types of conversations i mean all that stuff is meaningful and i know like every single one of you guys were impacted by that too mm-hmm. you know we had donnie and i had more than a couple people come up to us and and talk about fishing and you know talk about their experiences and their struggles and you know where they're at as fishermen and we you know we're not saying we're we're good we're not the best at what we do or anything like that far from it but it's just very interesting to hear that a lot of people go through the same types of struggles that we did. 
and it's, it's running because into we're the approachable. Yeah. It's because we we come at it from an approachable aspect, you know, like we're none of us. I don't think anyone on on this podcast has ever given the feeling that like, oh, someone's stupid because they like don't know what what they're doing. Like the whole point is we all started within the last I know Donnie's probably the most the longest fishing of the group. Or maybe Nick, I don't know. But in terms of a lot of us, like we're just the last four, five, six, seven years. You know, we're not like lifetime musky guys. So like we're not gonna make fun of anyone for not knowing something. So feel free, tell us, you know, reach out. Much like the sausages in his boat, he's very well seasoned. <laughs> swinky. Swinky. Swinky sausage. Uh-huh. The sausage is definitely better seasoned than I. <laughs> I mean, I think Nick's been doing it the longest. He's he grew Maybe. up musky fishing. I grew up fishing, but I didn't get into musky fishing until you know a lot later in life. Nick all was did, a cabana boy was, back in the day. I attempted to musky fish and never caught anything. Then I, I took know, up man. then I took up trawling. No, and it all turned around. All See, turned around. that's what happens, man. You start trawling and you start catching all types of fish. Yep. But the point, like, too, go ahead, Swanky. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was yeah. going to say, like, you know, we're all we're all at different levels of this thing. You know, we've all fished with numerous amounts of people. We've all done the guide thing. You know, like, we're just kind of putting it together. Some of us are still learning. I mean, we're all still learning. These fish have a way to, like, I mean, they, they just push you in every aspect of, of the sport. You know, you, you think you haven't figured out whether that's a couple fish day on Lake Arthur after trolling, whatever you're trolling out there, or, you know, after <laughs> no comments on that one, just a couple smiles. But like, that, that's the thing is like you, they, you never actually have it figured out. And for us to sit here on this podcast and just talk fishing and have fun with this thing and then get so, just so many different like positive feedbacks from people it totally blew me away like it was just it was unbelievable the amount of people came up to us and just you know it was a it was unbelievable like even ryan like i had people coming up to me and was like is that the guy from washington mm-hmm, like right. yeah that's him like yeah. you know it just it's crazy to be a part of that and it it is like nick you said about it being humbling like that is definitely you almost realize like we we realize people are listening and you're like you have like one of those like oh crap moments like mm-hmm. yeah uh, and you, know? you also realize that you know not only are they listening but they might be listening for a long time in the sense that we could have some impact on you know the community in the sense that whatever we want to push we 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 now have an impact i guess i don't think we realized that we did yeah until the show for sure i agree yeah. with that mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it's crazy. It's it's like crazy a, I felt like it was like a whirlwind until like the end of that Monday. Like even that Monday, I woke up and I felt like I was still like spinning. Like feet didn't hit the ground till like Monday afternoon. I was mentally exhausted. Like so much so from talking to so many people on Sunday, I didn't even unpack the car. I came home and crashed. Well, see, that's the thing is that I don't think anyone realizes how difficult it is to be on point like talking to people for all those hours on end because you might only be giving 
one person 15 10 to 15 minutes of your time so for them it's it's easy to expend energy and this is a big thing in my life like i realize like you only have so much energy to to give out like you you can only do so much so you know when you are the focus you know as it's it's hard to give everybody that same energy and at the end of the weekend after trying to give everybody that comes up that same energy that same positivity that same you know uh, uh, you know the, the whole energy it's hard to like it zaps you man it 100% does mm-hmm. did i tell you guys i almost crashed in between seminars oh boy like i had a I major... wouldn't have, i wouldn't have blamed you no no like i had a major sugar event oh <laughs> yeah 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 seminars. like yeah I you did tell me that i couldn't get away to eat and like every time I turned around, somebody else was there. And then like Ken Trail was having problems with his laptop. And if it wasn't for Sean, like probably in the next 10 minutes, I was going down. <laughs> like it was crazy. Yeah, a little wobbly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was looking at Ken Trail's laptop and I'm like, I don't know. Like, Is that laptop moving or am I moving? It was just like all blurry. I was like, I, I can't even. I'm like click button. <laughs> that happened to my one good buddy that I fished with. His, the first Muskie Max I ever went to, he was all excited, like three people from the Baker booth and like had been waiting in line for a couple hours, hadn't eaten anything, crashed. That I is, remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That's crazy stuff you remember from these shows. Yeah. Something else that was pretty cool about that. I mean, some of the people from Facebook, you never meet some of these people. They were coming in the booth and stuff. One of the gentlemen that I re- remember, and we all spoke to him, was Chris. What's Chris's last name? I'm going to butcher it, but I'm just going to say Chingy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. Chihi. I got it. Chee-hee. I got you, Chris. I know he's. I told him I wouldn't forget it. He asked me if I was going to pronounce it correctly, and I told him no. No. <laughs> no chance. Not a chance. Do you say Chi-Hee? Chi-Chi. Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. Oh, it's all good. He was he was one of those that came up and was like super appreciative of all you guys. He's reached out to me in the past. We messaged and stuff, and he came up right away. Said, "Hey, Ryan, blah blah." So, I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, you don't meet half of these people you you're friends with on Facebook in this industry. If they got a musky picture in their profile, you're friends, I guess. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, it's weird because we look at the numbers of you know how many people download the podcast or listen to the podcast immediately and we have a lot of people that literally as soon as we drop a podcast it's listened to you know these are people that care about it you know and that's what so when they come up to the you know when people come up to the the booth and they want to talk about the podcast you have to think about like listen this very well may be one of these people that literally listens to our our voices as soon as we drop a podcast on Sunday evenings. So it's like, you got to think to yourself, like every single person that comes up up here is someone that really cares about what we do, which we kind of just do it. You know, we just, we, we kind of get on here and we do it. You know, we kind of had that talk when we started out where like people might not like it. Like you might hear some bad things. We even talked about this at the show. Like we're not dumb like we know for every one person that came up to us probably five walk by and we're like oh look at those assholes i know who they are yeah. like stupid musky hunk yeah but like we talk those about are those haters like, yeah 
we talk about this with everyone though like all the youtubers we have on like ben stone whoever it may be like it, like one person coming up to you and being like oh i listened to that and like that was awesome like i can't wait till the night or like people telling us they were so happy when we dropped two in a row like we didn't think anybody would care about that but like one of those just does, it blocks out everything else like, you don't care about what the negative comments may be like that one person just makes your day oh, and then when it's over i learned okay so i learned a long time ago as a lawyer i can't be everyone's lawyer which one like, ends I as just, a lawyer i just can't be and there are people that are not going to like my style there are going to people that like you and you just have to be okay with that i mean it, it is what it is I, you can't take it personally mm. there are going to be people that love our podcasts and there are going to be people that are think like these are a bunch of jagoffs that don't know what they're talking about that you know don't have a clue but it is what it is you know like you got to keep doing ourselves and and be who we are and if people like it so be it and strangely enough a lot of people have liked it everyone strangely. enjoys everyone enjoys when we're mean to tom so sure we gotta keep that going <laughs> True, true. Keep that going. Uh, yeah, you know, another another person we don't, I mean, he doesn't, he's not like a social media guy, but Dennis, I don't, I don't know his last name, but he oh, always Dennis comes McDonough. up. Oh, Dennis McDonough. Dennis, yeah. my Dennis, guy, man. He, man, he's another one that like, he's just been with us, listened to him since like day one. And he just, he's always, just, he'll come up and just sit with us for like two hours and just talk. All right. Like, so I have a funny musky Max story about, about, about Dennis McDonough. And then we'll, we'll, oh we'll probably wrap this up. No, he's, he's a, such a loyal guy like he he i made him this just a single single bladed uh fluted eight bucktail like maybe a year or so ago and he's caught i want to say four fish on it and had multiple follows on it and and he sent me sends me videos of it everything and so he's like i want to buy i want you to rebuild that one so he asked me to like rebuild it because the clevis had started to um collapse a little bit and then he asked me to build two more, one for him and one for his buddy who keeps watching him catch fish on this bucktail. <laughs> and he's like, I want one. And so I build two of them and I put them in my, you know, single pile. Sure enough, Dennis shows up at, I don't know, one o'clock on Saturday. Oh, yeah, there was a scramble. And I go to And I go to look for the baits that I made for him and they're gone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude. Like, I don't sell that many baits. Like, there's no way both of these baits that I made for you that I didn't, I forgot to set aside because they were like in a tr Christmas tree pattern. It was a red, green, silver pattern. And I had nickel blades with multiple green and red uh, stickers on them. And I was embarrassed that like he showed up and I didn't have these baits that he literally asked me to build for him. But it's like, why did someone buy those baits and not all of the other ones I had out there? Like, should I build more baits like that? I think I know at least one of the people that I sold those to. I know. <laughs> I know one of them, too, because it showed up on Instagram, and, <laughs> yeah. um, and which is cool. I mean, no. Uh, where is it? I have. I mean, I have. I built two more for Dennis McDonough that I have here, and uh, I'm going to be getting them to him here. But, yeah, it was literally a guy who had texted me messaged me saying can you build me these baits i build them for him and i didn't set them aside and somebody buys those two baits almost immediately and no offense to these baits it's not like they were bad but they were like you've come a long way since that but like you i feel like there were better options to pick from than someone well no i mean they, no no those were just the single bladed 
flew to dates, which That's I, what think I mean, just like love. a basic, but, but weren't they like, wasn't the one just like an older kind of, or maybe that's the bladed one. That's the one I rebuilt. The, the that's the one I built. The... Yeah, that's the one I built for him. He sent it back to me and he asked okay. me to like redo it. And it was all mangled up. But yeah. No, I built two more brand new ones. Uh... And both of those were sold before he got there. Which, and I still have a shitload of those single, single eights left. So it was kind of like, what, what was it about that that made people Dennis buy them? Dennis has good taste. Oh, yeah, hey, shout out Dennis. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Maybe Dennis should be in charge of your colors. Maybe. I'm just laughing at you. You sold Dennis's baits. I did. <laughs> Nick's well, over here like, awful. buy these ones. Well, I think they were like some of the only single bladers. Mm. I had a there bunch quite of, a few. There were quite a few single bladers. There weren't okay. a ton of the nickel. Okay. Like the shiny bladed, like yeah. a lot of them were painted blades, so that might have had something to do with it. We have anything Colors else here? By Dennis. That's what it should be called. Colors by Dennis. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Dennis colors and that. <laughs> what else do we have about Musky Max? I mean, there was so much stuff that we never even got. Yeah, to. I mean, there's there's a shitload of stuff that we we won't even we, get to. But... We crashed. We crashed a hotel. We full did. of of musky maxers i left my i had this one in my phone i left my phone in the bathroom of not even our hotel but the other hotel and i got it back do you remember that at like yeah, one remember, in the morning i did the pat down that. i'm like yeah, i'm like oh my god where'd my phone go and then i thought about it i'm like wait when we were in the other hotel before we got thrown out of that lobby i went to the bathroom and i set my phone on like the teepee holder next to the toilet when i was using the can so Man. i literally from our hotel, scurried back next door, went in the bathroom, and there she was. And guess who was in the stall with them? Jason Quintana. <laughs> I, I kicked it in on him this time. Kicked it in Excuse on. me, man. Yeah. That would have been. That would have been. Sorry, bro. I need my phone. <laughs> that would have been epic. Circle it back around there. <laughs> so we got kicked I'm, out of a I'm hotel a, after half I'm an a, hour being there. Good. I'm a little upset. We missed the karaoke, though. Yes, we did. And I'm blaming Soggy Charlie. Bottom, boys. I'm I'm blaming Charlie for that one. We almost made it to karaoke, <laughs> but we didn't quite make it to karaoke. Uh, so we ended up back at the hotel. But it was uh, there were so many little things that happened throughout the entire weekend. I can't even. Well, let me say this: if there's one thing that I gathered from this weekend, it is that the musky hunks are established in the local musky community in the sense that people listen to us people we're like we're not we're not setting the world on fire or anything but people are paying attention and we appreciate that mm-hmm. and you know to that to that end like we want to keep doing what people want so if anyone doesn't like what we're doing or likes what we're doing like tell us because we're we're like you know we're knee deep in this shit now we ain't I, just, away. I just enjoy getting to talk to everybody and see everybody at the booth and you know, chit chat, BS. And you're running the casting couch next year. Mm-hmm. That's, That's what I heard. Yeah. Until he leaves without <laughs> saying right. in the middle of an interview. Just he just gets away. up and walks out with a no, clean sir, what's your name? Larissa Larissa refuses out. to come to musky shows, so she doesn't right. know what's going on, right? Yeah. 
She's got no interest in ever visiting the city of Pittsburgh. She just she just goes on Instagram and messages all the people that are there and tells them their stuff sucks. That's she right. messages Dale Wiley, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Junk. 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 <laughs> Nate, bud, real quick, how did your dad like Max? Was that his first Max? No. Okay. He's my Max my Max partner. Okay. Uh, he liked it. I think he was excited to meet you guys. I mean, that was because he knows we bullshit enough and, you know, you know, we listen to you guys all the way up when we go up to Nipissing and stuff. So, like, that's our soundtrack for hours on end. We just, <laughs> you guys might as well be in the car with us. That, you know, last that sounds year, brutal. So. <laughs> yeah. Makes the trip go quick. <laughs> no, but I mean, he he loved it. And I mean, he was excited about it. He was excited for for my daughter, too. I mean, but yeah, that was he, he loves it. Anytime for him with fishing and extra shit, he's all about it. Thank you for that six-pack of beer, too. Oh, yeah. That's the best beer on the planet, by the way. I, I travel a lot of uh, state lines to get there. Yeah, Are those the ones you drop all over the old, Oh, that, oh, that no. wasn't the old German. No. Did no. you bring old, no. no old German again? No, he well, he mentioned it in the, I forget which episode, uh, the one with the Shenandoah guys. He said that was his favorite beer, and I was listening to it. My dad was down in Virginia visiting my brother, and that's the brewery right near where he lives. I was like, "Yeah, yeah. pick up a, pick up yeah. a forcer." Yeah, that's what it is, too. I thought maybe those were the ones you dropped all over the parking lot of the Holiday Inn, kind of like Kevin yeah. from the Office and the Chili Scene. I, well, I no, look back guys... and Ryan's just trying to. It was the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. We were just literally beers rolling away. We're, Ryan's we're scrambling to, to pick. We're them trying up. to get over to the other hotel. I want to go talk to Leo and those guys and Dale and all. And I'm like, we don't have any beer. So I sent Nate Bud for beer. But then I was like, we need to stop at our hotel and get the last couple of beers Owen and I have in the room. Well, I didn't have anything but the freaking garbage bag in the can, which is like basically not even as thick <laughs> oh, as a yeah, shopping that, that bag. Is, it's worthless. It is absolutely Completely worthless. worthless. So we're walking out and the bag breaks and I am I have like six beers rolling all oh, the way they all the go on. He's picking one up, another one falls out of the bag, oh, picks one terrible. up, another one falls out of the bag. It was the saddest shit I've ever seen. Hey, while awesome. we're on it, I'll just I'll just say, if you're in Cannonsburg, avoid that beer distributor at the ass end of town, because they don't sell Iron City stuff there. Oh, really? <laughs> what a disgrace. Just say what, kind of, just... what kind of distributorship is that? Not a good one. No, just... <laughs> they have lots of good stuff. They were just missing some key, key things. I'd say. They were irons. Irons. Oh, what what time of year do you switch into the Iron City Mango? Um, when it's go time, oh, which is going to be, which is usually any time because they sell it all year round now. Right. It's like the Punxsutawney Phil thing. You have to pull the, the icy light mango out of the out of the cooler, and if you can see through the bottle, see the sun, then it's time to drink them. But yeah, if it's still cloudy. It's no, not not go time yet. Not so go time yet. Will Ryan Elizondo be back to a Musky Max? And yes, I realize I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be solo next time, though. Uh-oh. Oh, That's cool. Boy. Hey, uh-uh. we're down. It's going to get a little tight in our room, huh? Your financial. <laughs> to get their own room. I'm fucking with Phil. He's bringing yeah. this financial guy with him next time. That's what he means. Who likes yeah, his taxes and it's about we'll to get to tight in our room. Bunk beds. Bunk beds. Yeah. <laughs> Swinky's going to be in our room. So much room for oh, activities. <laughs> me and Nate Bud on the uh, the casting <laughs> couch or whatever. That couch pulled out into a bed. He refused to pull it out into a Wait, bed. Wait, did it? 
Yeah, I told he slept, you. He slept on it like like a. I said like in, in the fetal position, and yeah, yeah. It, it folded out. I'm sitting there. I said, Nate, that pulls out, and he looks at me. He's like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. Like you don't have a pillow. You don't have a blanket. You're just gonna snuggle up with your icy light sweatshirt and use it as a pillow. That's in fine. his de- in yeah. his defense, every pullout couch I've ever slept on is more comfortable as a couch than it is. Yeah, to pull out. that's pretty. I true. agree with you there. That's fair. This couch was like mini though. Yeah, like, it took it it had it was like should have just been a chair if it was that small. <laughs> Owen could have fit on it, probably. I walked past Owen and thought I was rooming with like a seven year old child. <laughs> At one point he just like disappeared into the bed. Blanket I like to, fort. I like to get into a little uh little little I bring my own blanket. You, you notice that? I bring my you own blanket. It wasn't yeah. going I there. thought it I thought it was a sleeping bag, but no, like, no, 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 no. That's my that's my Edgewood blanket. That's what that's what we call it. That's the the country club that I was a member at and I won a, a club championship and that was uh one of the major memories of my of my You life, get a green jacket. You got a green jacket too. I did not get a green jacket. I got a crystal vase. Ooh. Green and jacket, I, gold ooh. jacket, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> all right play it where it lies shooter <laughs> all right i'm meeting you guys at the ninth green at nine all right <laughs> oh nice wear something <laughs> nice all right boys well boys you have anything else swinky just the hit us with the freaking quote from the end where he's like meet me in the parking lot shooter <laughs> I'll be waiting for you for you in the parking lot. <laughs> I just love the oh yeah, the nail comes out next week. <laughs> the hook. Oh, you can hardly <laughs> even notice it. <laughs> when we start quoting movies, it's done. Oh no. Yeah, it's, it's completely off Max, the rails. Max 2023, boys. It was yep. a good one. Absolutely. And hopefully we get the uh we get Ryan Elizondo and Lynn in here for next year. He still has his VIP pass for next year. He can just bring it right on back. There you go. There you go. Gotta work and we're on watching that. Happy Gilmore. Put that in the suitcase. We're watching <laughs> Happy Gilmore, and you you have to spend as much on a, a ring as much as you spent on the show. <laughs> no pressure, bud. No well, pressure, fine. bud. Well, fine. All good. All right, boys. Thanks for everything, you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming out, man. Thanks for coming, Ryan. Seriously, you rock, man. Till next year. All right, boys. See you guys. See you guys. I had to shake them on my last case. Big O don't play.